0: Valverde. Uh, I'm having a party over here and I got a big pot of onion stew and some ripple. Why don't you come on over?
1: And this is show 211, and we're fired up to get into wild card NFL fantasy football after regular season playoffs in the normal season NFL playoffs. Fantasy still happens. You got crazy leagues like Houdini's, you got playoff only leagues, you got DFS. And, uh, you know, we're not going to stop until the game stop, and we're actually not going to stop thereafter, as usual. Actually, welcome back. Welcome it's like, good to have you You've been gone for a couple weeks. Good to to have you back. Happy New Year, Houdini. We got Houdini to my left. Across the way, I got Stag Party. Dogmatica working on some other pyro stuff tonight. And uh, I'm D Rex. We are pyromaniac.com. Fired up for playoffs. These are always great games. It's a Saturday and Sunday action. Um, Any of the games from this weekend, which obviously we'll go through them on a match, matchup, matchup, and talk about it from an NFL perspective and a fantasy perspective. But any game that you're really fired up. About,
2: I think the most intriguing game to me is still Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. I mean, I really want to see what Ben Roethlisberger and this offense can can do, if, especially if it's without a D'Angelo Williams.
3: The only thing I care about in Pittsburgh Cincinnati is if Andy Dalton plays. If not, then I don't really give a shit. Like this this weekend just seems like uh, it's like I look at the matchups. And there might be, what, one good game, depending on you know if Andy Dalton gets back in there.
1: But you're still considering the Packers to be this jugger- juggernaut. I, I'm I, not. So you think they're, they're going to lose to the Redskins? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I'm, I thought everyone was just so on the Packers, but I think by now, a half a season of me and you kind of saying so. These guys are overrated. They're not that great. Um, I think well, that season. I, I agree. They're, oh, they're great for fantasy. They have got Fools Gold and love Jordy, but um, in this game, I do like the Redskins more. I think they're hot. Uh, well, any, is there a game that you're loving and thinking about?
3: The only game that even seems like a real game is that uh, you know Texans and uh, Kansas City matchup. I think it's a replay of Week One. Uh, they played earlier in the season, so I think that one's going to be pretty good. But then, like. I think Seattle's gonna roll, and you know I think. Pittsburgh. I'm not
1: so sure about that. Maybe I mean Seattle Minnesota's is gonna roll. I mean,
3: I, I, the only thing I'm worried about is the weather. It's supposed to be one of freezing, the, freezing cold. One of the coldest games in I mean, history, yeah. potentially. That's awesome. So, and that's ugh. that's why they should have you, never. We could go. go. The tickets are twenty five dollars. Yeah, I'm not sitting. My I'm not putting <laughs> my ass out there as the closer, cold can
1: forget about,
3: about it. it. I mean, Minnesota's not like. Of NFL stadiums, you could travel to. What is it? Eight hours? Seven six. hours? Six. six. It's like third closest, probably right. Yeah. Third, fourth, maybe.
1: Uh, if I didn't have a website to launch on Tuesday, I'd probably do it. <laughs>
3: uh, I would not sit outside. I'm not sitting out there. We do I camp David in the car remember, on the way dude, out there? They're,
2: they're playing at the uh, the stadium where the University of Minnesota plays, so uh, there you're sitting on like like uh, benches. So cold Whoa. benches. You're not even like getting seats
1: there. Why well, I, I
3: was going to have so much padding on my ass anyways that it wouldn't matter if I'm sitting in a chair
1: or in a bench. Yeah, but when your ass is frozen, it's not <laughs> as nice and cushiony.
2: And I don't know if they ever added it uh, since the, the Vikings have been playing there, but it's also a field that doesn't have a heated field. So when it gets slick and icy... They don't have anything to, to melt the ice. Wow. So, it can, you know, then it becomes like
1: a crazy track game, too. You guys know how much I love the Seahawks. I am rooting for the Vikings. Come on. Muddy this game <laughs> up. Um, all right. Well, you know, as you heard the opener, Sanford and Son, love it. You Love it. Uh, good, good stuff. Um, we'll be listening to some snippets from that show. You're getting dumb to you know how to get mad when I call you a dummy. <laughs> love it. Uh Good stuff. Well, let's talk some fantasy football. Let's go into that. Let's go on that first um, first matchup. Uh, tell me the the sheet that I printed out doesn't have it by day. I apologize, but is it the Chiefs and Texans first yep, game? Yeah, that's first Tis. game. okay. Cool. Good. So Chiefs, Texans. Uh, te- Chiefs riding a ten game winning streak. What are they, they were one in five to one start and the season five. and then closed out with nothing but victories. I ran a cool thing on the um, on Cold Hard Football Facts or whatever that they're the smartest coached team at the current moment on the season. They've got the best the best coaching happening uh, real time. So Andy Reid knows what he's doing. Got to give him credit. I
2: mean, one in five. What what were the statistical uh, probabilities of a team that starts one in five making the playoffs? I don't think it's anyone. Not had. very good.
3: Yeah. I, I just want to know how Andy Reid suddenly became a good coach because that was one thing that was all he was always knocked on for in Philadelphia for being a terrible with clock management, for being terrible with challenges, and for being terrible all around on Sundays besides play calling. I'm not saying that he's not
2: that. They can say that. You know, maybe you could be like a, a, a coach. He's a he's that great regular season coach, but no, he's a horrible. Game manager. We're gonna find out. The playoffs is where he made all of his blunders every time that he got to the championship games and all the mistakes that he was making in those games and, and then the Super Bowl. So here he is, playoffs on the other side. And how about mirror teams, right? You could have had if you're you talking about before the season starts, and I tell you it's Kansas City, and uh, we got Houston going at each other in the first round of the playoffs. You're going, all right, Ariel Foster, Jamal Charles, let's let's get it on. <laughs> Alfred Blue, Charkandrick West.
3: Well, even in the first week of the season, when they did play, it wasn't even uh, Arian Foster. They had what the Blue Show rocking there uh, because he was coming back from an injury, and it was more of just uh, all around to give everybody the ball early in the season. That I think Alfred Blue had like nine carries. Jonathan Grimes had nine. So
2: I'm just saying, when you thought about this game, if I would have told you that at the beginning of the year that these two teams are going to be meeting in the playoffs, you're go- you're thinking to yourself, "I'm watching Jamal Charles and Arian Foster because." Who are the punk ass quarterbacks that we got? Oh, we had Alex Smith starting on one side, and we had Brian Hoyer on the other side. How do these teams make it into the playoffs? Is, is, is remarkable in its own right. I'm
1: tired of you people talking shit
3: about Alex Smith.
1: You like you're you're on, you're, you're on him now. You're a fit, you're fan. You're a fan. I
3: mean, now, moving forward. He, he's yeah, average. He's... I told you at the season at the beginning of the season he was going to be average. I never denied that he was going to be average, but. He just wins games somehow. Well, he's, well,
2: he's, a, he's a better quarterback than he is a fantasy quarterback. He's just not a guy that you really want in fantasy. He has a couple of those flashes I mean, when, he, it, when he runs the ball, and that's where he gets all of his strength from. But look at the fact of how many times he, he throws under 200 yards. So, you know, you, you're counting on him to run the ball. He, he hasn't thrown three season, touchdowns, four say? touchdown games. Oh, yeah.
1: You what know,
2: do you guys think No. Helped?
3: Quickly. No? You think two, two years ago, he yeah, had statistically rushing. a better season. Just... I mean, he's going to run for a couple touch. you know, he runs for like one touchdown a the season, but you're expecting 40 or so yards on the ground because he he averages like 40. I think this year he averaged closer to 45. Well, yeah, because
2: this year it was easier because you know, he would have Macklin and actual, uh, po- actual threats with, uh, to throw the ball down the field. Well, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> opposable threats. No, uh, were, you talk, was, were you talking Macklin, good things oh, about Jeremy Macklin? Hey, I never said what? he wasn't. A, he wasn't you know, I lost the bet on that one anyway. He went over a thousand yards. I'll give it to you. I never oh, said yeah. that he wasn't a good receiver. I was just that I didn't think in that offense with Alex Smith that he was going to be that effective. And you know, just getting over a thousand yards, he still wasn't like a, a dominating wide receiver. Top 15?
1: Yeah. He top 16? It was nice. And he missed the game. So. Quick question. Uh, Alex Smith was jettisoned from the 49ers to uh, to make way for Callen, uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, after you know losing in the, that Super Bowl uh, to the Ravens. Obviously, he, Kaepernick is, was thought to be on his way out of town. Then this week, we start hearing that uh, Chip Kelly's reached out to the 49ers. What are your thoughts on that? Is, is Chip Kelly trying to go there because he likes the... Uh, the North Pacific Northwest or is he trying to go get a Kaepernick as his uh as his Mariota?
3: what else has he got I mean I think he's going there because they've got a strong GM in place who he can't usurp in a season which would be good for him as long as he's just coaching football he's got a chance to do good things I think he's just looking for a job
1: <laughs> yeah he's he gonna apply well. to everyone that will listen to him so and that I feel like yeah no I agree with that all right uh, Chiefs, what are your expectations for an Alex Smith in this game?
3: Uh, Two hundred and twenty passing yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, forty yards on the ground. Alex Smith type game.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> who's the, who's gonna be the uh, the running back? Is it uh, West for sure? It's West Spencer
3: is the main. West is the main ball carrier. Where is the spring- vulture? Where's the vulture? They're gonna sprinkle him in a little bit here and there. He could get a couple series. So. I think this could be one of those games where it's you know fifteen touches for West, eight to ten for you know, where and you're like, oh well I'm a little underwhelmed, but it's still one of the better, you know, running back situations going into the weekend. When I mean, you just look at the landscape, I mean AP's got the toughest rush deep defense and you know, he's the only uh NFL rusher with over a thousand yards to even be in the playoffs. Um so other guys, you know, dangelo has got a knee, a back, uh, an ankle. He's sort of looking a little heavier. You're doing your one step. He's got a knee. <laughs> this guy's got a back problem. Coaches are staying overnight. We're working extra
2: yeah. hours. You know, I got an elbow. It's been acting up on me. That
1: play, that play worked great in practice against the third stringers <laughs> and the practice team. I don't know why it didn't work in game time. We were one play away.
2: Look, I, I look at this game as you know, it's going to be the battle of, of the defenses, right? Which defense is going to be able to step up and impose their will? Uh, you're going to have Houston's coming back for this game, so he's going to be back for the first time since Week 12. So that obviously helps the Chiefs' defense. And you got you got uh, uh, JJ Watt and Merciless, who's who's been playing ridiculous. So you, has, has he been merciless? Oh. If I had the Ming ring right now, I would uh, I would take you down. <laughs> uh, I, I just think that you're going to see. I think that the offense that's going to have a better chance because of just the pure competency of the quarterback, and whether it's a fantasy gem or not, I like Alex Smith better. To, to guide the Chiefs over that defense, then I like Brian Hoyer taking shots. Uh, I think that, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I still think that I like DeAndre Hopkins in this one because I got a feeling that they're going to pretty much kind of have to abandon their running game early in this one. And I can just see Hopkins getting a ton of targets from Hoyer in this
3: one. I mean, we got to remember in week one, uh, basically Kansas City jumped out early, they were up like 27 to nothing. And then they just rode. That was a two-touchdown Travis Kelsey game. Then they just coasted. Uh, You know, Jamal Charles sort of got a lot of rushing attempts. And then, you know, Hoyer sort of gets benched for uh, Mallet back then. I don't think that's happening this time around. Just a theory. Um... And all they did was sort of pepper DeAndre Target, uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think he had 9 for 98 and a couple touchdowns, one from each of the quarterbacks. So week one you were sort of like, oh, sitting very pretty with your DeAndre Hopkins. And now the difference is in week one they didn't have Sean Smith. Mm-hmm. In the wild card weekend week one of the playoffs they will. So he's probably going to be on him a little more. I don't know if he's scoring too. But, no, I don't know that he's scoring two
2: either. I just think that he's going to get a sheer volume of targets that's going to allow him to have a good production of, of fantasy
3: production. I mean, he had 192 point. on the season. Yeah, you're probably getting 12 targets from the guy. Well, you know, uh, I think you
1: py- would probably get closer to 15. Pyromaniac Mo likes to look at the uh, the, the lines in Vegas to see how that's going to decide fantasy output and uh in this game the chiefs are favored by three um and the total points uh over under is going to be 40 points uh which is tied to seattle at the lowest for the week uh seattle and minnesota's 40 as well so thinking about that from that perspective vegas doesn't seem to think there's gonna be too many points in it so and with these offenses i don't know i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game uh what are your expectations for a kelsey in this one stag party think he could uh
3: yeah, I think Kelsey's one of the... I think there's a couple guys with slightly better matchups, but, you know, he scored two touchdowns on him earlier in the season. You know, Macklin's been that guy here lately, but Kelsey's been a, you know, 5-6 catch guy for six, 60 or so yards. The question is whether he gets in the end zone. So, you're hoping he sort of has a repeat, uh, match, uh, repeat performance from week one.
1: Repeat for Kelsey. That'd be nice. Uh... One thing that I read, uh, there was I don't have it printed out in front of me, but there was uh, they put out I think it was ESPN on what teams had the most players that were on championship rosters. Cam Newton was the quarterback. Uh, The kickers, the the defense was actually the Chiefs. So more people that won their championship had the Chiefs on there as their defense than anyone else. So that's food for thought. Where that team uh, can can roll it up and get you some nice fantasy points. Uh, Anything else to talk about on the Chiefs
3: side? I mean both these teams defenses could have nice days. I think uh of the teams that have the top f- or bottom four, you know, expected point totals of the weekend they're both playing in this game. Uh, I think uh Houston was the second lowest and then KC was the third lowest. So it it's probably going to be one of more, one of those grimier games that's not going to be too fun to watch for uh you people who are loving, you know, the FanDuel and the DraftKings and the DFS in general. This is probably one where you just want to go for the elite players in this game and sort of avoid the other guys because it's going to be a defense-first type of game.
2: Yeah, and that's why I think I give the, the Chiefs the advantage because I think that the legs of Alex Smith will get him out of trouble more often than Hoyer will be able to. Wait, you don't
3: the think Hoyer can run? Well, he runs scared
2: all the time.
1: <laughs> uh, nice. Well... I'm looking forward to watching that game. That'll, that'll, that'll be, uh... What, that's Saturday at what time? What time do they start those games at? Is it, it's, uh, 4.35 Eastern time, but talking about Hoyer. Today.
0: Hey, we ain't been so long? Fighting crime in the streets, Mr. Sanford. <laughs> we are gonna get it to the point where people can walk anywhere in Los Angeles. Yeah, but they still be running in Watts.
2: <laughs> Hoyer will be running on, on
1: Saturday. Quick thing uh, to... Follow up with the uh, players that were on the uh, most championships. Running back just shows you Tim Hightower.
3: <laughs> I mean, when you don't have. The, the thing is, that's sort of flawed data because it's like. I, you know, I, I
1: knew that that would somehow tickle your, your, your fancy. Go ahead. I tweeted it.
3: <laughs> that's why. But the reason is because less teams are playing by the time Tim Hightower is already sort of, you know, came to the throne, so. Less people to go for a pickup, and only teams that are really in the playoffs are going for pickups at that time. So you're only competing with half of the league rather than a guy who you drafted.
1: All right. I, can that. I can see that. I can see that that thought process. But at the end of the it day, all, all, Cam Newton was the best, had the most points. I think you. Someone one of you guys tweeted that he had the second most or the most fantasy points ever at the position. Second most?
3: I, it might have been second most, depending on your league settings. But basically, you're only, you know, if you're doing four-point passing,
1: four-point passing,
3: six-point rushing, um, basically, and then I think one point for fumbles, he he was second only to that crazy Peyton Manning season here. 55 Uh, touchdowns. 55 touchdowns and 5,000 yards passing.
1: You would still think, though, that the championship team would have ridden uh, one of those horse-running backs through the season. Who?
3: What horse? There was no horse. I'm saying that.
1: Adrian Peterson. That's it. And he, he, he did okay. Yeah, he did okay for you down the stretch. But, all right, let's go to... Do we go to the next game, or do we want to talk anything yeah, about talk Texas about Titans? let's talk about
3: who's your most, like, disappointing player from either of these two ta- teams this season. Like, your expectations, which guys sort of fell short, uh, which guys you sort of thought you'd see more from, uh, what went exactly right?
1: Well, for me, it's Aaron Foster. I, I picked him in... Most leagues I was in, I was willing to sit sit on him for those first, I thought at that point he thought it was going to be six or seven games, but he came back a bit early, but then he exited early. So I guess I'm not disappointed in that. I knew what it was. You, I, you, when you get it, when he's playing, he's the top five running back, but he's not going to play all that much. So um, I think DeAndre, the way you were mentioning earlier, started the season super hot. And then kind of cooled off for a bit. And then he kind of got going again. But uh, he was a guy that after three weeks, you thought that he was just going to be, he was going to bring you to the promised land. Uh, he kind of slowed up. And then my last, I'm sorry, I'm grabbing all the guys. Kelsey could have been better. You know, Kelsey, he, he showed up in the championship game. So he, can't, he got a touchdown. So you got, I love a guy that'll show up and down the stretch and in the playoffs. But in all honesty, the way we talked him up, the way that I drafted him, the way that I think a lot of us drafted him, he was solid, slow and steady, but in a lot of ways, you just think they could have gotten him involved more, and he left a lot of plays on the on the table he dropped he dropped the number of plays I was looking at here and just like I think he kind of was reading the press and reading into his own hype before he, he had ever even really put down a great season. So hopefully he doesn't do that next year.
2: Well, especially as such when he gave you the game that he, he gave you in week one with the two touchdowns and whatever. You're like, you're, you're like yeah, who needs Gronk? I got Kelsey. It's going to be a great year. And then it's like... Hey, what happened,
1: man? The Carlos Uh, Hyde owner was doing the same thing. Yeah. Hey, buddy, calm down. (laughs) I (laughs) think
3: the thing thing with Kelsey is his numbers are pretty much exactly the same from his rookie year. He played some more snaps, got a few more targets, but like one more a game. So you thought you were going to see a little bit more bump in his work. You thought you were going to see maybe two extra targets a game instead of one. And then you thought that he'd just score more touchdowns. And that's really what it came down to at the tight end position. If you're not scoring touchdowns on a, you know, semi-regular basis, you're, you're not going to finish as highly as we thought. And maybe this isn't a guy who's, just, okay, maybe with somebody other than Alex Smith, he could score a bunch of touchdowns. But, uh, I mean, what, Macklin had seven or eight? He's a slow and steady
1: he's a slow he's a great option at tight end for a slow and steadier you're gonna be wanting to fo- target him a little bit later than you thought you would last year but he's a great player to have you know he's playing 16 games I love him for that um, he's a good player he's just if he's as other players like Jordan Reed and now gronk is basically probably a bona fide first rounder next year uh, creep up I think he's sticking where he's at or maybe even moving back a little bit
2: um, you were saying my, my most disappointing things about about either of these teams, I think it goes for both of them for me, is the lack of any production outside of their number one wide receiver. You know, you had on the Kansas City side, you have Albert Wilson, and you got, got Chris Conley, you got some of these young guys that have an opportunity to step up. You had the veterans on the other side for Houston with Cecil Shorts and Nate Washington and the potential of everyone that was watching uh, uh, hard hard knocks or whatever. You got Jalen Strong over there, so you have all these guys that you're expecting to see more of, and, and for whatever reason, ju- just no one was able to. Established themselves uh, from the rest of the pack. I mean, Nate Washington was a top fifty receiver. But Nate Washington's Schu- always like a top fifty receiver. <laughs> I know, that's, but that's <laughs> but that's Nate Washington. You know, you're not you're not expecting more from him. I'm more more so
1: in that Buffy situation. It's about
2: Jalen Strong in that situation, and and you know, and you figure with a crush the guy on, like,
1: the, on, Wa- on Washington.
2: But when you figure with a guy like Alex
1: Smith, who completes
2: as many passes as he does, like at, at, a, at a, such a high percentage. That that would be a great opportunity for some of these young guys to hey you you got a, a shorter crossing
3: route just go make a play but it's you know barely happened yeah that's because when Cesar Short sits you play Nate Washington just the numbers because he gets like mm, something like thirteen targets a game mm.
1: <laughs> and you saw some flashes even in that last game uh, on, on on Sunday of Jalen Strong is going to be all right he's got a body he's got the talent to do it in, uh, at the NFL level so. For next year, it's gonna, he's an interesting guy that what if, uh, you know, he's, he might be able to be that second fiddle to uh, DeAndre.
3: Well, let's remember the first game he was, like, officially active. Didn't he yeah. catch two touchdown yeah. passes and one was, like, a Hail Mary or a late, a late it, touchdown score?
2: Yeah, but then but then he disappeared. And yeah. so that's the thing. With, with the rookies, it's like, hey, you can be, you want to have a baseball reference? Who was your, your guy, uh, Tuffy Rhodes? Uh, yeah. Mr. Four home runs or three home runs on opening day, or, or even rookie of the
3: year first Jerome Walton. Bat. What yeah. about what all these Walton guys?
1: first yeah. at bat. Um, you know, it just, happens.
3: You can, you can have to Jason play. Hayward first at bat at Wrigley against the Cubs.
1: Wasn't didn't they? I think I read today that Starlin or whatever the guy they just shipped his first at bat in in for the Cubs. I think was a home run. He like wrote some letter, thank you letter, and that was like my first at bat was a home run. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy how often that happens. It Happens a lot. Um should we be good with this game?
3: I don't have anything else to talk about. I mean, I think Alex Smith, you know, just stayed healthy enough to finish, I think 16th among quarterbacks. So, you expect him right, well, more in the 20s. Who do you think
2: is going to get more sacks in this game?
3: Well, here well, let me go on while we're talking about the with, with Dwayne Brown, uh he went out with a big injury, didn't he? Uh, In that last game, Week 17, I'm pretty sure saw him get carted off. So, yeah, I'm not really liking what they've got going up front in Houston, so I'm going to go with the opposite side. I'll go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I like the Chiefs, too. So
1: here's the one thing I'll say. Uh, just talking While we were talking about quarterbacks there for a little bit, just to, throughout the show we'll be doing a little bit of review and, and kind of reminiscing what happened throughout the year. But uh, this year the NFL, uh, record passing season for the NFL this year. Just crazy, crazy throwing happening. And that includes 12 quarterbacks that threw for 4,000 yards. Think about that. That is that is crazy. There was actually 11 of them that last year. Um, uh, but also... Thirty touchdowns were thrown by eleven quarterbacks. That is a lot. I think yeah. about that. Um, and last year it was only nine of them. So that's pretty pretty huge for the position.
2: Yeah, I got something to add to that too. More backing more up just the
1: more backing up just the fact that how the sheer fact of how many people uh, are passing. Now the flip side of the shows uh, the passing versus the running. Adrian Peterson's fourteen eighty five, those yards were the second lowest mark for the leading uh, the league in rushing in 25 years. Wow so it just shows you that and all the numbers we've said over the weeks are just next, next year it's a passing game and as more leagues go to PPR uh, keep all that considered we're PPR at the running back position. It's just so valuable.
2: Well think about this too because it's exactly right. Here's the actual numbers. okay there were only seven running backs this year that had over 1,000 yards rushing.
1: So a few of those did hit it. Remember we were talking about that last week? Mm -hmm. We were like, there are a bunch right on the verge. Now, if you go and you combine uh,
2: uh, wide receivers and tight ends, there were 26 that uh, had over 1,000 yards. Oh, my God. The other thing is when you look at the top wide receivers too, okay, you talk about the 1,480 yards or whatever by uh, by Adrian Peterson, you got Julio Jones at top with 1,871, Antonio Brown down at 1,834,
1: do just you, you know Hopkins, on those on those stats before this season, the only two people to ever go over eighteen hundred in a season, Jerry Rice and Calvin Johnson. Yeah. So they just doubled this season the amount of uh, eighteen hundred yard wide receivers in the history of the NFL.
2: And this correlates perfectly with all those four thousand all, all these people who are throwing the four thousand yards as well. I mean, here's because
3: this, when you when go, you, going back to running backs though, just looking at that. Gotta remember, we're just talking about rushing yards. Some of that shit doesn't matter. Talk about total yards. How many people were over a thousand total yards? Because running backs have the advantage over receivers in that way. They get rushes and they get receptions. And the good ones, I think there was three over a uh, thousand total yards, or sixteen hundred total yards. Those were the elite guys: Doug Martin, Devonta Freeman, Adrian Peterson. There's a lot of guys over a 1,000, so it was more of that slow and steady kind of, you know, catch some passes, do some of this. But, yeah, those pass attempts are up. That means some of them are going to the running backs, too. Yeah, but okay. the other thing I would point out is this. When you talk about what's the other big component
2: of why running backs were always so dominant in fantasy football, it was touchdowns. But you had Priest Holmes getting 22 touchdowns. You got Marshall Falk getting 28 touchdowns. Jerry Johnson, 28. Right. So numbers like that. Adrian Peterson led the way with 11. Okay. When you look at the wide receivers again, total touchdowns. Total.
3: Touchdowns. Okay. How many total wide receivers? I'm sorry. Yeah. He huh. had 11 total. Devonta okay. Freeman led the way with
2: 14. Okay. 14. So that matched what Doug Baldwin, Brandon Marshall, and Allen Robinson did who all had 14. Then you also had ODB with 13. You got Tyler Eifert as a tight end with 13, but then you had Decker with 12.
1: I mean, Imagine if Eifert and ODB had played every game.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah only six running backs had more than 10 total touchdowns. So, so, it just... I'm just saying,
2: you're looking at where the trend is, and the trend, you're 100% right when you're talking about where to go with running backs now. I don't need to go running after that top one. You may say, okay, well, the difference is so elite, but... At the same time, when I can get better production, it's all about what scores me the most points. And how many times too do we find that the guys like Doug Martin? Well, he actually cropped up in some drafts, but guys like Devonta Freeman, he wasn't being highly drafted. So this is a guy that you were getting. You're always getting these top running backs in round six, seven, eight, nine. That's good point. And so
3: I'm just going to go. Let me get the studs at wide receiver because the, I they get the, don't get hurt as much and they're more consistent for production. So I can get Allen Robinson and DeAndre Hopkins, and I could. Can- it's sort of. This year was weird, like you can talk to anybody and they'll be like, uh, "This is a weird fucking season." Now it's shaked out. I've been, <laughs> but, but I've think been about following this season. trend.
2: I've been following this trend since like 2010, and the numbers have consistently gone from where running backs were the dominators, and they had like on average like a, a four. Uh, the top ten had an on average of a uh, uh, forty-five point difference, uh, you know, uh, uh, per per player on on the season. Now it's. Completely the other way around, and it, it, it's it's it has been it's been shrinking, 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 and then it actually got eclipsed two years ago. It went back the other way last year, where running backs actually took over, and then again this year the wide receivers
3: just exploded all over and, and killed the running backs. Well, running that, backs finished the top running backs still finished with more points than the top receiver, and I, I think it's the same. I, for me, it's been the same. That's, if always, been, that's been the one constant. That was, that's always been true, but, but you have to get a whole, the top
2: one. <laughs> so that's, that's Right, because it's. Peterson was the first one to, re- to repeat in, like, six years, I think. Yeah. So, um, but that's the point, where if you're not drafting one or two, okay, and then you're deciding what to do in your draft, this is where I say... You I'm can do whatever abandon- the fuck you want. Yeah. Right, but I would abandon... I'd run it back...
1: At all. And I agree with that. I think those first the first major horses, I still think there's an advantage to grab those guys, to get that running back, to get that AP. Even though it can be underwhelming at times, and there's many times I cursed to myself for not grabbing a Julio and Antonio. Could have hit, uh, but he could have grabbed they, the Downs, too. And, and I did, yeah. But the thing is, I think also that, that happened this year is because of the injury to Arian, you had some talent going later, uh, and that suspension to Bell, you were able to pick up first overall, you know, Bell is one of those horses but you were able to kind of get him in the late first round because people were like, fuck I'm not taking him because he's missing those first two
3: I mean, but if you handcuff Le'Veon Bell with D'Angelo Williams you still have the top running back in standard scoring.
2: Except what happened to a lot of people was, they had D'Angelo to have the bridge of the gap and then when Le'Veon came back they maybe kept him for like two or three weeks, and they're like, oh, Le'Veon's fine, and then they dropped him. Well, and because he, got, he, he was you available in a ton of leagues. And those players had Le'Veon That's why you shouldn't DeAngelo. handcuff,
3: but if you did, you know, it worked out where you. you had one of the top running backs in the standard Or court. if you piltered, he was
1: fantastic
3: as well. Yeah, I mean...
1: There's, there's no question. I wish that I had De'Angelo uh, as Le'Veon's backup.
2: I just think about, you know, I, I do the waiver wire piece all the time, too, and the one position that always has these upstarts and you can get... Amazing players, whether it be from a Deion Lewis to a Thomas Rawls to a David Johnson, to throw the waiver wire. All these guys were on the waiver wire. Yeah. Most anyone that picked any of these guys up got them on
3: the waiver wire. But here's the thing: Listen unless my you're playing Fab, like you have to have a shitty team full of non-running backs to get these guys. Not and always, not always, because you you
1: do what we're talking about, where we do the for, you do the foreshadowing, foreshadowing. We'll you, 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 you you do it early, you pick up guys early. Which I'm all for because then what does it help you to go after the guy's gonna blow up? You miss sometimes, but sometimes you, you can get him early. And I think we did a good job with that uh, that pickups piece. And some leagues that are weird. I agree, I'm all on the fab train. Um, but, you know, I picked up Hightower, won that league. I had picked up a Rawls that he had him on, he delivered for the season. Every year, and it's in every position, but, I mean, Jordan Reed was on the waiver wire. Once he first got that first injury, people are like, fuck this guy. Doug Baldwin was gotta, on yeah, the waiver, waiver wire. wire. And that's with four weeks left. Yes. With four weeks left. So, uh, that <laughs> people still didn't want to pick him up after he eight touchdowns. It's like, no way, this can't continue. I hate that motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, someone picks him up. Like, oh my God, I just can't not. And then he kept scoring the touchdowns. Alright, let's go to. You ought to go try to find a brain sale And find a cheap one. Because you ain't got no trade in. <laughs> Alright. Oh, I love you. I mean, uh, what's his name? Red Fox. Red the, Fox. the only
3: thing is, draft, no matter where you're drafting, draft the what best player available. Yeah. I don't right, give a fuck what you need, when you need it. Good point. Draft the best player available. Good point. Like, I agree. It, it doesn't matter if it's real football, doesn't matter if it's fantasy football. That's it. Just drop the best player available.
1: And I'm going to tell you this has worked for me for years and it's a strategy piece I'm going to be riding on again this offseason. If there's a horse, a stud at quarterback and you already have your quarterback and you're looking at like, how is this guy still friggin' available right now? Fucking pick him. Cam? Pick him. Camp? Cam Newton, last year, the last two years even this year as well Friggin' Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's always available in like the 10th and 11th round. It's just like, dude, even if you're set at the position. Tom Brady this year was around so late because of the Flake gate. You didn't know if he was playing. He might be suspended for those four games. That guy was going in the 12th round. In the in, in league, I should have taken him. The minute take that value, because that is the best trade bait. If you have one of those horse quarterbacks, someone just all of a
3: sudden gets an injury. Ben or Roethlisberger, realizes- Tony Romo. Let's see how many others went down. Andrew Luck, uh, Aaron Rodgers struggled. Trade Brees was down for a week or two. Absolutely,
1: Uh, trade that guy and get yourself a running back, a wide receiver, and hit the right. When you do that, pick up another backup uh, quarterback off the waiver wire. You can get a guy like or or
2: or suffer the fate that I did, where I in my auction league I grabbed Cam Newton because it was like it was like eight dollars. I'm like nine. And they're like, oh, it went ten. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, I went at I go, he goes eleven. I go twelve, and then I got him at twelve. And I had Andrew Luck, and I and I was like, I had, I think I had uh, Tannehill
1: also. Save your season, that move right there.
2: No, it didn't, because I'm you like, oh, it. I ended up trading him to get a uh, to get uh, uh, Dion Lewis and uh, and another package. I can't remember. That's all a before, good deal for him.
1: yeah, and before Luck went down, so right. it turned out to be a bad time. But right, all right, well, that's just food for thought. So. Sometimes, uh, you know, we're going to do some corny uh, comedy here with the Sanford and some. Sometimes you need to salvage a bad situation. Salvage art, get it?
0: What's that and, guy doing to me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> salvage yard, salvage your team. Uh, and you got to keep and stick on that, uh, that waiver wire. Houdini, again. Hats off, fist bump, fist bump, jersey sword, chest bump. Nice work. Houdini knocks that thing out uh, all season. First people to uh, throw that thing out. Then Houdini goes on vacation at the end of the season. It's my turn to do it. It comes out like Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stop knocking. I'm getting excited. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. Uh, The the spread on on this Pittsburgh-Kansas City or Cincinnati, sorry, game, is uh, Pittsburgh favored by uh, two and a half. And the score total on this one's 46. So that's actually a, a pretty good one. And this game's on Saturday
3: night. It's got the highest of the weekend. So yep. look forward to. I mean, Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown. and...
2: Whew. Antonio Brown has not been Antonio Brown in the first two matchups of this game, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, with uh, this game, he's having. That, this is the only people that seem to be able to know. Roethlisberger's
2: to had problems. Yet at the same time, I think, what is it, in the last 15 games at, at uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh's won like. Eleven of them or twelve of them. So um, Pittsburgh kind of just has their number. Look, Cincinnati has not won a playoff game, we? and now it's going to be AJ McCarron uh, most likely, potentially, yeah, most likely, uh, just based on news today. That's why I'm, I, uh, you know, I'm waiting until tomorrow to, to do my write ups because I want to know what's going on exactly with uh, with Dalton. Want to know exactly what's going on with uh, D'Angelo Williams. You know, these these are two guys that completely affect what's going to happen in this game. But I really think that uh, Dalton is not going to be able to go. And um, it'll be really important for Cincinnati to establish something early. And the problem is that Pittsburgh, the thing that they would love to establish is the run. And that's what Pittsburgh does
3: best, is stop the run. Yeah, so just in Antonio Brown's career against the Bengals, you know, not like he's only had one year. True. And remember who his quarterback was for some of those, Still you know, big bad, match- huh? Mm-hmm. No. So for some of those matchups earlier this season. Oh, right. Yeah, Mike Vick. Uh, not very good. Yeah. So, you know, I think he's got like a 5.5 for 80 yard and four touchdowns in 11 games against the Bengals. So yeah, he's still pretty fucking good against the Bengals. Like, it doesn't matter who he's playing, like... There was games. What do he do? Smoked the Seattle Seahawks a couple weeks ago. Uh, smoked like you put him up against somebody with Big Bennett quarterback. I don't give a fuck who he's playing. He's Antonio Brown. He's in another another
0: play.
2: Uh,
3: okay, right? so uh, Antonio Brown in PPR only had the third highest score ever at the position uh, behind Jerry Rice. Oh, and himself from last year. Oh, really? <laughs> I was
1: gonna say Marvin. Really? So his season last year was the second best. That's right. We talked about that last last season.
2: And and what's amazing too is you think about it with how much I'm taking that number one without Roethlisberger for how many games that he was out. When I talk all in the preseason about what I love about Pittsburgh is their goddamn juggernaut. Why Ben Roethlisberger was like my favorite pick, you know, for quarterback, and I didn't get him in any league. Um, Lucky for you.
3: Uh, In games, (laughs) in games where Big Ben played. Antonio Brown this season just averaged uh, 216 targets, would have had 159 catches and 2,132
1: yards. (laughs)
3: Straight to that. You're a drunken lush. Hey, thank you. So, yeah, Antonio Brown's pretty good. Like, get him at Big Ben on the field. I don't care what other receiver he has for help that's going to compliment him because they still have Martavis Bryant who, even despite having two shit games at the end of the season, still has to be respected by the defense. Oh, uh, go, go and go. Marcus Wheaton has to be respected by a defense now. Wait, and wait. What did I hear? Marcus what what Wheaton? Hey, I'm not the only one who thought Marcus Wheaton sucked dick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Feel the heart attack coming on I mean, okay Great uh, but we'll look, see. I want to say about Martavis Because here's the thing He got called out by Roethlisberger uh, on, uh, The other day on, on the radio show On his radio show yep. Then he went and talked Roethlisberger pulled him in private And talked to him again and let him know Antonio Brown is staying after practice And catching balls with Martavis So they're letting him understand that, you know, you need to be tough enough because uh, if you're going to want to be able to survive when it comes to uh, the playoffs here. And so, I, I think that this is, you know, for him, it's it's a, it's a grow-up time right now, and it's time to, to, to figure out that if you want to be a, a player, and look, this offense rolls without him, right? Who made the big catch? Darius hayward Bay made a big catch. You know, those, those should all be Martavis Bryant plays.
3: Well, let's remember, Martavis left the game early, so... Didn't really play all last week, so when you're looking at his big old furry drop for you, he whatever, he's gonna be fine for this week. That's all that. matters. Two weeks ago, he had a one catch. It's like look, yeah. he is just he's not.
2: He's, his focus has not been there, and you you get shots.
3: You get also, his targets haven't been there. I think he had three in that game before. Well, so. because I think it's one of those things
2: too, where it's uh, you know you have. Uh, a quarterback, you know, a veteran in Roethlisberger is going to be like, look, because he got intercepted on one that he ran the wrong route, you know, he's making mistakes. And the problem is that if he's, if he's making mistakes, Roethlisberger's going to go, I'm not throwing you the ball. So, you know, and then if you're going to pout about it, you're not going to run Chris Browns after that, you're still not going to get targeted. And you know what? Antonio Brown's going to get 25 targets and, and 220 yards today. And thank you very much. Go, go kiss my ass with your one catch for four yards. It's <laughs> pretty much I just think he will show up. I think he will like... too. I think he's going to have a big game. I think I think he's the one that has, maybe you know. I still think Antonio's going to have obviously more catches and, and might probably more yards, but I think he's got a chance to beat him on yards with potentially a couple burners down the field. And... Well,
3: well, let's just remember in the only two games against Cincinnati, you know, talking about quarterback play, just forty-nine yards in those mm-hmm. both of those games for Martavis. So. Yeah, you don't really like the matchup, but we're talking about the playoffs. You you want a guy who can potentially win you some money in DFS. He's one of those guys you kind of got to roll the dice on because he could suddenly put up a two-touchdown game. It's the risk-reward. You got to take the reward over the... And that's even more important now in the playoffs. Like You'll look at the pricing. I haven't looked at it just yet, but... I imagine Martavis Bryant will be somewhere priced around what Pierre Garcon, who's been on a little bit of a hot streak. Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh uh, yeah, I'm going Martavis Bryant."
1: <laughs> For sure, absolutely. Well, you know the Steelers right now—they're uh, seven to one odds to win the Super Bowl, so they're coming in as a wild card, but they're hot. Uh, the Seahawks and what's your, uh, the other team? Broncos are six to one.
2: Well, i tell you, in so my, in my they're crazy... They're right up
1: there in favorites with Vegas, and I, I trust what they're talking about.
2: In my crazy league, my buddy hopes that that happens, because guy, this guy uh, has his number three seed. I held him off by a half a game. <laughs> and uh, he has Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown on his team. And he has the, the number one pick in this this week's uh,
1: first uh, round of the draft. Everyone's like, what is he talking about? My, my Houdini, quit thing? talking about your leagues. <laughs> I like to I like talk <laughs> about your leagues, but your leagues are so fucked. No, and this is a playoff
2: league where you keep the players on your team. So he has Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. So going into his playoffs where he's about to draft on Saturday to fill the rest of his roster, and he has the first pick in each round of available players, He's sitting with the best combination that you could have this weekend. How does and he get he gets the first, the, first pick in every because, round? Because uh it? there's four teams left. He has the number three seed, so he picks first in each round. For every player every team keeps players on their roster that were Why doesn't the
1: fourth guy get first pick? You
2: don't get to wrap around because he doesn't get the, because there's no advantage. You barely made the playoffs. You get the last pick in each round of available players. So it goes three, so one, guy, two, you, what no, the fuck? That's weird. The, the number three seed, the number one and two are on by. Yeah. They're our four teams playing. He picks first. The, th- the fourth seed picks second. The fifth seed picks third. The sixth seed picks fourth. Next round, first back up to the top. He picks first again.
3: But so, why does he get the first pick in every round?
2: That's the next round. What are you talking about? Four people pick? Next week. Not next week. You said that. I said next round. Oh, yeah, okay. Next
1: round were of the draft. Okay. A draft okay. We're a every week. All I, right. Let's okay. move on.
3: You don't even understand. I know. I
2: get he where he's going now. but <laughs> Next round of the draft.
3: Let's you. go. Let's move on. So, right. what is being said about Daniel's so health as of right now? That's the thing. He hasn't practiced either. He's the rules and the walking his hair are not healthy. He's in, <laughs> you he's in a, a
2: walking boot. I don't. I don't like his his chances. He's going to be very limited.
3: Is it the same thing that happened last year with Le'Veon Bell and his hyperextended knee? and then suddenly who are the guys that are rolling out there? Uh, What, like Will Johnson and I guess this year it'll be like Toddman? Jordan Toddman instead of what? Josh Harris last year? But remember, it was the same thing in the playoffs last year. Hyper-extended knee, Le'Veon Bell, he was out and they tried to throw it all over the field against the Ravens and They've just sort of been their nemesis here lately, so... And I would say, we know moving in, there's a reason why the Panthers dumped D'Angelo in the
1: first place. The guy's always banged up. He's not a youngster. Um, so, while he had a great season, is he at that age where he's going to be able to tough out a serious injury if he's still in that boot?
3: I mean, he's. I think he's one of the guys who's never really played for a championship contender. I mean, talking about Carolina now, that might seem <laughs> weird. But... They've been like a middle-of-the-pack sort of team for most of his career. And even before, you know, you had to get the number one pick to draft Cam Newton. So they're obviously a pretty shitty team for a while there. Yep. Um, I think this is his real chance. He wanted to sign with a team where he could play a role and go to the playoffs. And this is where he has to, you know, put on his big girl panties. Uh, Hopefully there's something nice for the boys. And get out on the fucking field.
1: (laughs) Big boy panties. Hopefully there's something nice for the boys. Big Stag. girl panties, he says. Big yeah. girl. That's why we call you Stag Party. There's no question about it. Um, good stuff. Let's talk about the uh, Bengals' side um, a bit. Obviously, McCarron right now is probably sl- slated, as we said. Uh, still finger issues on the throwing hand for Dalton. Uh, but let's look at the running back situation there. Uh, with Against a team like Steelers, who we know... Uh, is great to pass against, and the games are high scoring. Does does that fact uh, does their defense good against the run? Is the fact that it could be oh, high yeah. scoring does it does it neutralize uh, Jeremy Hill? What are your thoughts on Jeremy Hill first, and then obviously if it's a high scoring passing attack kind of game, we like Gio. But ugh, with McCarran, who knows?
3: I mean, Pittsburgh had one of the top five run defenses of the season. Their whole goal on defense is to stop the run. And they are absolutely susceptible to everything through the air, um, including tight ends, so that is great for Tyler Eifert. But uh, just looking at Jeremy Hill against this Pittsburgh t- defense this season, uh, 22 carries for 76 uh, 76 yards on the season. Uh, he had a 15-carry game for 60 yards and a 7-carry game for 16 yards. Like, they just sell out to stop this sort of power run game, and then they are going to make you beat you through the air, especially with the backup fucking quarterback yeah. playing. What do you think their whole game plan is going to be? Uh, let's stack the box. Let's, let, yeah, let, let's stack the box.
1: Yeah, let's let the youngster make some mistakes and give us the game.
3: Now, what's the temperature supposed to be
1: like at this one? Do you guys know? Is it is it cold out there?
3: I'm not too worried about the temperature in Cincinnati. I think it's going to be in the 30s. I don't think we have a bad sort of outlook. I thought I
1: thought in that Denver game, while it wasn't freezing that last week, but it looked like Mister Cocksure McCarron looked like he was a little, especially on the last you know two weeks. I guess it was two weeks ago, last play of the game where he fumbled the you know the snap or whatnot. It felt like a couple of weeks ago that that cold got to McCarron a little bit. Well, he's an Alabama guy. That's the reason why I bring it up. Yeah. I, you know,
2: the, the problem is is that will Cincinnati be able to overcome all their demons? Right? They have, and their fans have to be feeling it too. Like, in the game's at home. Anything goes wrong, you're just gonna feel the the collective. Oh, in that stadium, it's gonna be it's gonna be horrible. And it's like there's no way. It's like it's like the fans are going to be going nuts, and it's like going to be one huge play to start the game, whether it's a Martavis Bryant or Antonio Brown or whatever, and then that crowd can get taken out of this game.
1: Well, another thing that's happened so far with AJ's the very open part of this of the game, everything's fine and dandy. It looks it looks okay, and then as the games progress and move on, it kind of falls apart. So. If that happens, we know that the Steelers are going to bounce out and get a nice uh, early lead, and then they're going to be in t- t- there's going to be too much to come back. So it could be Trubs.
3: Val, birthday B- 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 monster.
0: Who are you calling ugly, sucker? <laughs> I'm calling you ugly. I could stick your faces in dough <laughs> and, and make some gorilla cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: God, I love those two.
2: Edna,
1: Edna,
2: Edna. <laughs> Edna. Esther. Edna, Esther, Esther. sorry, why don't you want to call
0: her I don't know why you call her Edna, but I'm going to say, I'm going to have a fair day. Well, listen, Esther, why don't you start helping us out in the kitchen? All right. Uh, you can start by sticking your face in, 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 in the
3: freezer and making us some ugly sickles. Wowza. <laughs> ugly so, sickles.
0: So,
3: I, I'm the season, <laughs> like, if you... You're shooting for upside in DFS. Basically, the Steelers have only allowed six players to score double digit fantasy points against them all season from the running back position. Uh, yeah, they were few and far between guys like Buck Allen and Deion Lewis. Uh, but it's sort of those guys who could do a little bit more. So if you had to pick between, you know, Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill, I'd slightly lean to Gio. I yep, went to because it's,
2: it's about, what is it, I don't know how many, it's like three or four rushing touchdowns that gave up on the entire season. Yep, four. S- four. So they just don't give you those Jeremy Hill ones where you need, you want a strong Hill day, you want one where he's going up against a team where he can have a chance to give you two touchdowns, you know, with his 65, 70 yards, and then it makes it a, a, a real fine fantasy day. Otherwise, you got a better chance of Geo taking one and getting lucky.
1: They were if dog was here that you, you stole his giving it up well they <laughs> give it up they, uh, we had it they like to give it up you give it up and you gotta ram it gotta ram it do you hear ram it uh, what's the guy's name the owner uh what's the oh his, oh, his co- name is co- Hunker. Hunker. yeah of Walt. he's married to Walt, a Walton uh he cronky. 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 yeah cronky He's basically Officer Krupke. He's ripping on St. Louis. He's doing anything he can to get that team. Do you know that his LA. two
2: names are named for the two like, most famous people in, in St. Louis, like Enos and Musial? Uh, that's who his his name is. I don't know. if I get what that means.
1: Stan Musial. Was, Stan. Okay. Uh, and who was the the other guy? But his first name is Enos, and so I guess that was another amazing. Mister Rich. He's smart. He married Rich and took it took it from there. But, yeah, it looks like they're going to L.A., L.A. Three teams. They're not really going to be able to get maybe three teams, right? No. No way. I hope they do.
3: And I hope they do, and I hope it's a colossal disaster. Yeah,
1: and no one goes to the games.
3: How how are they going to get people to go to these... How are they going to build a fan base again? Like, I understand that all of these teams were one time in L.A., but then they left... There's so many
1: cities that feed it And even San Diego If they are one of those teams You've got a closer big city But Anaheim's enormous You know that And that's LA LA's I agree I hope I, I don't know how it works. Here,
3: just let me take a <laughs> shit and I got a fan base.
1: Like, how, is that what they think is going to happen here? Well, I think that, you know, it's, it's. When you're leaving St. Louis, maybe, no offense to anybody, but maybe St. Louis isn't really, as a, a money making vehicle, much better than a shit. Well,
2: you want to know what it is. It's First, it's shit,
1: then you're going to kill us. I bet you a lot of it,
2: too, is that you think about all the, uh, the marketing that they're doing overseas, right? With all the games that they're trying to get in London and whatever. Well, are you going to have a better chance being a. A marketable world brand if you are St. Louis Rams or if you are the Los Angeles
3: Rams. The Rams will not be in Los Angeles. Like, no, they're in a
2: suburb of Los Angeles. Uh, it's okay.
3: You don't Los think Angeles. No, you don't think I'm the saying
2: they're the team that's not going. No, I think they're going. I think like, I think he's going no matter what. You can't.
1: Uh, so what, the league decides what The, league, the owners vote on this. Like... So you think St. Louis
2: There's two proposals, live. right? Yeah, yeah. he's the one that's in the separate one. He's on his own. I'm
3: telling you, they're going to get three. Give them three. They, they won't. They might. They have never had a sustained success with two teams in one market. And they still market. don't even have stadiums right now either, which is the best. They, yeah. they have not had sustained success with two teams in one market. Uh, I mean, you can talk about the Raiders and San Fran sort of sharing the same market. But that really hasn't worked out, you know. Uh, you had the Raiders it, and the Rams in L.A. Uh, that d- obviously didn't work out. They both, both, both left. Uh, the Giants <laughs> they and the Jets, on the stadium that's, the the, the, that's the biggest. But, yeah, one still feels like the redheaded little stepchild, you know. The Jets still sort of feel like that. So they've never had a great thing. So they can't add a third team to the mix. It just won't work. Well, I mean, it's going to be the, the two teams. It's going to be San Diego and it's going to be the Raiders. I mean... I think one of the two, like the Raiders and the Chargers, should have. I think they should have made deals with both. Like, hey, whoever gets it, one of us is going. Like, because that stadium's.
1: Well, then you're saying the Char- It would be the Oakland Chargers. No, I mean no, maybe it'd be the the uh, the, uh, the
2: San Diego San
1: Diego Rams. There's so much money in in the Bay Area. Why didn't somebody just step in? The same way a bulmer came into to the Clippers, or NBA mentioned. Why didn't someone just step in? There's kind of a, a hot moment happening there with Curry and changing guard of the NBA and all that. There's so much money in Oakland now that's trickling out from San Francisco and the Bay Area over there because it's the only spot uh, that's kind of even more, uh, worth the price uh, to, that you can live. Why didn't someone step up and say, we're keeping Oakland Raiders in Oakland with a fan base? It's not about the fan base. It's it's about raven, a stadium, yeah,
2: right? Yeah, give them a new stadium. They're the Buy only team stadium. in the league that still plays in a baseball stadium.
3: Yep, yep. Well, they can't get a new one for the baseball team either. I know, and that's There's why. no money in so Oakland. Oakland, just
1: needs to come. <laughs> Who cares? The money, the guys. Like uh, the, the really rich uh, freaking guys, they don't need the money. Build it and be have your that stadium named after you.
0: That's not even my concern.
3: Really rich guys don't do shit unless they're getting government kickbacks. And the issue with the stadiums in Oakland is that the government will, won't give them a sizable enough you know amount of money for them to feel like it's a worthwhile investment. They won't give them a payment plan that they feel is going to work out for them financially. So that's all it comes down to. It comes down to dollars and cents. So, yeah, the two teams playing in Los Angeles... You, got, you should get
1: your tax return it, because the government uh, puts money towards that. You should be like, yeah, you just got four tickets to the game. This we got, we got eight hundred bucks in returns for you, and here's four tickets to week six uh, in the, your local team.
0: This empire is worth a fortune. Look over here. Look at this antique lamp here, formerly the property of the mayor of El Segundo. <laughs> Fifteen hundred dollars this week only for clearance sale. Down 98. eight. <laughs> Look at this hand carved living room chair, formerly prized by the Duck and is of Windsor.
2: All <laughs> well, fortunes steps. out there in California. Yes.
3: You can get the chair of Elsa the Mayor Elsa. Lamp of Mayor of Elsa though. See if I got a fortune, like I'm gonna use it smart. Like I'm not gonna be an idiot and just spend my entire fortune on a stadium. That's not the way these guys do it. They're, right. they're, no, they're, they're public funding. They're, they're public, public funding, funding is a money.
1: socialist, all right.
3: <laughs> That's all they want. Like, I'm not going to spend even half of the money. Like, give me something.
1: Go to your talk about your guy AJ Green. I, I, I he's not AJ, ranked number one My Dog this week. I own AJ Green now. Uh, I, I said he's your guy, though. He is your guy.
2: <laughs> he was your guy at the beginning of the year when we had the conversation. With, I was. All the, uh,
3: I said was he was a top eight receiver. Hey.
1: Don't why why, why why are you he's a, he's a good guy. You're he came through. He you know, it's not a it's not a knock on you. AJ
3: Green. Uh let's see. Has Pittsburgh played any defense against a wide receiver in what seems like uh all season? Uh I think they give it up. I think they give it up. What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, I think I, I, the only fear
1: for me is the same thing that happens all: is Hugh Jackson he gets shut down in the playoffs. It? Does he use him enough? Yeah. Well, that the, the Bengals just suck in the playoffs. Uh, can AJ get him the ball and keep a sustained four-quarter game? Are they going to utilize AJ Green in the uh, in the in the game attack plan enough? Uh, they those do are the though, issues.
2: They do though against Pittsburgh. Look, this both those games this year, what he, he had uh, over a hundred yards and a touchdown. 118 in a touchdown, 132 in a touchdown. And the second one, uh, I believe that was the one where Dalton went out, is correct? So A.J. McCarron is the one that actually threw him the long touchdown
1: pass in that oh, game. Oh, yeah. And so, it was a broken down. It was another one of his ones where the two... Defenders run into each yeah, other, and he yeah. dances in. Awesome touchdowns but, and touchdowns, buddy! <laughs> it's, it's not pointed towards you. Anytime I'm not saying any I bring up anything with this guy, you you, 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 you But you here's the say. problem.
2: So since that game, and this is where, where AJ McCarron then started coming down. You are
1: always going to battle over. You got you got, got
2: first <laughs> 30, 37 yards in the next game. 57 yards. 34 yards. So,
3: but did you win though? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he did have, but he did have a touchdown in the last two games. So he's he, gets, he he's getting the uh, the targets there, you know. I think this is a game where if you really believe, and I got you know, you play it how you think the game is going to go. And I really do think that Pittsburgh's going to win. I think that Pittsburgh's going to be throwing the ball. On them a lot, and I think they're going to kind of take them out of the, out of their game. They're going to have to abandon the running game. They're going to have to rely on AJ McCarron to get them back into it. Because even if oh, it's it sounds of,
3: like a shit show, <laughs> well,
2: it could be. It's like this is where I think Pittsburgh's a sneaky defense to play, uh, because of the fact that you're going to have a, a team at home pressing, trying to make things happen, and because I just think that it's it's too overwhelming what Pittsburgh can do offensively. You think about. Pittsburgh, with all the mistakes that they made in the last two weeks, look at all the inter- stupid interceptions that Roethlisberger threw last week I- against Cleveland. Was, what was going on? I, it, it, you know, ridiculous. So, with all that being said, and if you don't have D'Angelo, it's going to be a heavy passing game. I like, I like the fact that uh, they're going to be able to exploit that.
1: What if? What if? This is why we play the games, and it's only uh, Pittsburgh's only two point five point favorite. It's in Cincinnati. But you
2: usually get three points as a home team on a draw anyway.
1: Okay, fair enough. What if Andy Dalton what, is he 0-4 in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. So he's never won. We talk about that. Much storied issue. What McCarron's uh, only started three NFL games in his life. What if he, he comes wins. in and the, and the Bengals win. Why couldn't that happen? And the Bengals it win. Could, it could the, happen, and then he'd be benched next week for Andy Dalton. And that's my question. Is that the case? Yes.
3: I, I thought it down in nah, my mind. And then
1: Andy Dalton loses, and he's fucked with that.
3: It oh, that doesn't drama. matter. He's fucked, fucked with that. Your offense Andy. averaged nearly 30 points a game with Andy Dalton, the quarterback for you, this season. You have. If Andy Dalton is healthy, you have to put him out here ahead of a guy in A.J. McCarron. What did they average over the last couple games without defensive scores? like
2: You want to know what it's equivalent to? It's like, okay, the only one where it makes even more sense of an argument, it's hockey, right? This goalie is hot right now. We're riding the hot goalie. But the difference is, is that it's not just one game. Normally, you have a seven-game series, so it's like, okay, we're rolling with Scott. Remember, the Blackhawks when they won the the Cup this last year, who was it was that uh, the other dude that Ross, Scott or, Darling. Darling yeah. came in and was like amazed, they're like you should just bench Crawford and be done with him just go with yeah, yeah, yeah. Darling. And it's like, it's like, no, we go with this guy who's
1: done it before. And is our guy. The reason why I love you, I think you're right. But the one th- reason why hockey's and goalies are so important, it's the only guy that plays the whole friggin' game. Correct. It's <laughs> true. If, the, if, if Andy Dalton, the quarterback, was the, was the middle <laughs> linebacker, the defensive end, and the starting quarterback, which probably Cam Newton's the only guy that could do that. Um, you no, know, but the hockey, the goalie, is so friggin' important because you are in there. Every minute of without injury of the whole series, and that just doesn't happen really in any other sport except for soccer. Goals. But at least
2: you could you could start with one guy, and give him a game or something, and then lose and be like, "Okay, I learned my mistake." Whereas if it's you're sitting here going, me, you "And you're going, I'm going to go with Adrian McCarron because he won the game before," and then it's a complete flop the next week, you can't do. You, it. You're right. You're you right. You go. Oh,
3: I mean, isn't that the reason we're going to see? Peyton Manning. We should see Peyton
0: Manning. <laughs> Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning. Manning.
1: <laughs> well, I will say this: the best um, meme that I saw all week, and I
0: big dummy.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, I actually asked. Uh, um, I, I haven't posted it. I'm just gonna post it because I haven't seen it around. But the uh, oh my god, the Miss Columbia... Miss Universe. The Columbia crown, uh, go, being taken off the crown, it's, it, but it, somebody superimposed um, Brock Osweiler's face on on her body, and is bringing it over to Peyton Manning <laughs> over to the Philippines. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's like, actually, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> Brock thought he had that playoff run. He thought he had that team going in. Peyton comes in. You can I liked his energy on the sidelines during that. He he he's he he supportive and whatever, but you know he's looking. at He's like, "Holy fuck, I am not playing this playoffs at all." This is but he blew it. He blew it.
3: So what about you know outside of AJ Green, the matchups great. They've allowed 16 different receivers to go for double digit fantasy points against them. AJ Green did doing it two of the 16 times this season. Uh, Marvin Jones. Should play a nice complimentary
2: role. I, I think he has a good chance to to be a sneaky play. Like when you're looking at your your lo- your your lower plays for, for DFS, uh, yeah, because Pittsburgh's defense allows like I don't know, was it 294 yards passing per game? It's like they're one of the top five allowing yardage. So yeah, I will take my chance on Marvin Jones because of that deep threat. And if AJ Green is going to get that extra attention, which I think he will. You should have opportunities for shots.
1: There are full quarters going on again. I, I like AJ Green and whatever, but just in watching him in so many games this year, and always looking at him, and like throwing the ball, throwing the ball. There's like the second and third quarter in games. It's the Marv. It's Marvin show. It just seems to happen. They they start out hot with AJ. Then like you say, they probably give him more. They they bundle over more towards him, and they they focus on him. And then all of a sudden, they're just. Pe- Pepper and uh, Marvin with uh, with I think that could happen again. Sanu's a gimmick player, but uh, yeah, he's,
3: gonna, but he's been me- but we've been mentioning gimmick his players make big plays in, in the playoffs. Danny Amendola, Danny Amendola, it's always
2: a schmuck that you don't you don't expect to even. Danny Amendola, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, Dan
1: and Edelman and Edelman that was a trick play that he threw to Amendola. But yeah, I agree with that. And he's—we've been talking and you've been watching Sunu and being mentioned more in the last few weeks than all season. And we really liked him last year, but he's—he's he's tempered off. And this playoffs, there's just when it's fantasy and whatever you're doing, the pool has obviously well, been dwindled by. We're talking right now about four games, eight teams uh, instead of sixteen games, thirty-two teams. So Sanu, Sanu, not that many
2: players. Sanu definitely has a chance for some wackiness if they are down, right? You're down in the second half by ten or more points. You pull out all your crazy stuff. So that's you're gonna
1: be the quarterback.
2: Right. It'd be a double. I <laughs> re- <a double laughs> will a double reverse to Sanu, where he's gonna throw the ball to McCarron, who's streaking down the sideline. Well, I'm
1: yeah. saying he replaces McCarron.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. Basically, I would maybe. I would I would go with Marvin Jones if I was trying to pick between the two receivers of in DFS. Uh, you know. The Steelers have a lot, the oh, yeah. most catches to wide receivers And the most receiving yards to wide receivers uh, Marvin Jones is one of those guys Who seems to get like 6 catches a game Although they don't really go for the 100 plus yards a game But he gets like You know 70s So he'll be a nice player for you in PPR And he gets a
2: deep shot eh.
3: I don't think I've ever he's, seen... I don't he hasn't connected on any of them, but he, got, but he gets the target, though. He gets a chance. I have not seen one connection on a deep throw from Marvin Jones. I'm
2: not saying that he has either, season. but he gets the target, so he's going to get a chance. So
3: You're, you're saying, saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Tight end? Yeah, let's
1: talk about uh, Mr. Eifert. Uh, back hurts. Um, it yeah. hurts, right? yeah. well, his head hurts. It hurt owners that um, rode it high with him. And then yeah. And he then he comes I was back in up. week 17 and scores another touchdown. you are like, oh, I needed the previous two weeks. Tell me about it. Yeah, tough. But um, he, as Staggs mentioned earlier, this is a defense that really allows the tight end uh, to um, make things happen against them. And Earths, on a talent level, on a situation level, is, you know, top three, top four tight end in the league. I What did I say? Ertz. I said Ertz. Why did you say Ertz earlier? Because I said my back hurts. I said his back hurts. Uh, Yeah, Eifert. Um, So, looks like a pretty good situation for the kid.
3: I mean, yeah. Pittsburgh was awful against tight ends earlier in the season. And then suddenly over the last five games of the season, just like 40 yards a game, they haven't let anybody score against them from the tight end position over the last five weeks. Uh, You know, so that's... Not necessarily all that great I mean it's been trending Trending downward for that Pittsburgh defense They've been giving it up to those wide receivers though So yeah but Eifert Is one of the Receivers on this team yeah. He plays out wide so often they've got nobody Who can physically handle the guy So yeah I still like him in this matchup I think he's a top two or three play at the position And depending on his price Difference with Jordan Reed Gotta roll him out there so, but I like what you said is it top two or three? There's four. <laughs> so <laughs> There's eight, buddy.
2: Matt Davis. Uh, well, but Dana. that are viable. Okay. How many so, are viable if you want to start? Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed to me is, 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 is going to be the plan. I don't know. I can't imagine the way that they, they've been doing it, at least on FanDuel. I, can, I can't see that they're going to have hardly any difference between an Eifert. I, I mean, I, think, I figure Kelsey will be the guy that probably comes out as the highest priced I doubt not no. no, 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 no. I mean, none of these guys are demanding of high prices. They've, you know, in well, their Reed. situation. But Reed is, yeah, the way he's been playing the last few weeks. But I mean, they're going to are they going to put him up at like Gronkowski type separation? Or Are they going to give him Greg seventy 7, four
3: hundred for Jordan Reed, sixty four for Tyler Eifert, mm. sixty two for Travis Kelsey? And then there's a tier below that of Heath Miller, Richard Rodgers. So my, my thing is this: I would say that I
2: still think that Jordan Reed will be worth that extra thousand dollars, and I would rather take take that extra thousand, spend it on him, and find that Over value. Either? Yeah, and find that value I, at it, another wide receiver position uh, where I can where I can get a, a better value, just because of the fact that He's got to score. So he's scary to score. Green Bay's defense doesn't scare me worth a shit. So, and you were talking about we're, we're a guy that's hot, that's at home, that, you know... Green
3: Bay's got a top five defense. Like, that's what their defense... Like, the Green Bay offense has been awful. But on defense, they're good. Like, they just played a slow-paced game last week because they wanted to.
1: Quick question. Sorry to distract it. Oh, actually, we'll wait until we talk about Green Bay. Right now, we're kind of, uh, we're going in the tight end zone. But let's talk, let's reel it back cause we're going to talk about Green Bay and, and right. read... Um, Quickly, let's wrap up with uh, with uh, Mr. Eifert, Notre Dame's man. Uh, anything, uh, anything else you like? You, you like him, Stags? You think would you you like him on DFS?
3: No, I'd probably play Kelsey over it. I mean, in the, in the two games against Pittsburgh already this season, one game was what two for forty-two, and the other game was four for thirty-nine on eight targets. You know, hasn't scored against them this season, so that's sort of been his one nemesis team. And remember, in these division games, you know they're going to try and take away what you do best. They know how the guy They know tendencies better than anybody else. And this is the third time these motherfuckers are playing the season. You think they're going to let Eifert go for another touchdown?
1: <laughs> he, wait, but you said he hasn't gone. He hasn't gone for one against. Nobody's
3: nope, gone for thirteen in the other eleven games he's played. Oh, I know. And the, but <laughs> you don't you think know they know,
1: those, know that? <laughs> the same. The the the, the, the yards per the, the the catches and yards are the same. But he just has a TD in those games. Like those games, it's like three catches, forty-five yards, two TDs. It's like if those TDs aren't, it's the most garbage games you could ever imagine. So he's all he's TD or bust for I sure. Mean,
3: basically, he's averaging like five for fifty. When you look at his numbers, you know four four and a half catches for fifty-three or fifty-four yards a game. Those are his per-game averages this season. And then suddenly you look at it, oh, a touchdown per game. That's a a nice six-point bump every week. Absolutely. Uh, Anything
1: else to talk about in this one? Don't believe so. All right. Let's move on to Sunday's game, the 10th of January. Uh, First game there is going to be the Seahawks at the Vikings, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, That Vikings, or maybe that was, that might have been before we started recording. It was. Uh, It's supposed to be one degree, uh, but... uh, is the forecast for that game in uh, Minnesota. Which Houdini. means
3: feels like negative six in, on my AccuWeather phone app.
1: <laughs> I, and, but here's the huge thing that Houdini brought up and then I'll let you, you, you go on deeper. This is one of the few fields, grass fields, that. Yeah, isn't Yeah, we brought needed. that up on the podcast. Was that on the show? Yeah. Sorry. Sometimes I, sometimes I get distracted. It blends <laughs> together. Would you
3: like to bring the grass in from Arizona?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> use that? Yes. <laughs> Can we you keep a secret? <laughs> We did that already. (laughs) You guys, I need a little more uh, communication from you sometimes.
3: Would you instant replay that for me? Yes. So,
1: I don't know if you guys know this, but it's only going to be one degree in (laughs) Minnesota. (laughs) And and they are flying in the grass from Arizona. Heated, <laughs> heated grass. Yes, still it'll still be hot.
2: <laughs> in Arizona, exactly. And then, right before the game starts, and then we're gonna have a fog bowl again,
1: <laughs> just like we did in Chicago, with, which with the sweet. heated grass. That was what twenty five years ago, 1987? Hey, hey. 88. eighty eight. Thirty years ago,
2: eighty eight. It was yeah, the year December thirtieth of eighty
3: seven. Let's not go saying thirty and then saying the year I was born, because I. Hope we don't play that shit.
1: <laughs> long time ago.
2: Long, long time ago.
1: <laughs> Alright, Seahawks are actually favored uh, to right now, along with the Broncos, as I mentioned, to win the be the Super Bowl winner at 6-1. Everyone's saying that this is the team that you don't want to face. Everyone's scared shitless of them because their defense is galvanizing and coming together at the perfect time, and the offense is doing things they've never done before. Can, is there a chance, just at the game level, that the Vikings can make this happen, or is this going to be a route? This is the best time for them to have freezing cold weather here. Okay? You, you do
2: not, if you were playing in the old school, in the Metrodome, and putting a fast track on Russell Wilson and what he's doing right now, he would eat you alive, and his... Why you know you want to take these guys? They get yeah you get weather in the northwest, but you don't get cold. The bone chilling cold that you get in the Midwest is is something ridiculous compared to what you get in Seattle. They may get the twenties, to get into the, you know down in the tens, but to get to the zeros and the wind chills that are the, the negative below, it's a different type of cold, and. If it's it's any type of psychological advantage that they've been playing outside, is it any wonder that when the Minnesota Vikings were the Purple People Eaters and the Dominators, they played in Municipal Stadium, which was known for being the most ridiculously horrible, cold stadium to play in, and no opposing player wanted to go there? No one's going to want to go to this place either. And I think that what it does is, if you can get a slippery, cold, slick track, you slow down Russell Wilson, you don't allow him to make the electric cuts... You're gonna to have to contend with Marshawn Lynch, who's gonna be. I think. I think he's the X factor in this one. What's he priced on uh, FanDuel by the way? Because that's a guy that's interesting who hasn't, you know, fresh legs coming in. Seventy-eight hundred.
1: It's a nice price. I think dogs got him number one. I mean, it's a nice references.
2: price. I mean, don't you think that that in that situation? No,
3: DeAngelo is number one. DeAngelo. Okay.
2: You can you can lean on that running game in that weather and and uh, otherwise. But that's the best chance for Minnesota is. Not allowing Russell to have the ability to be Crazy Russell.
3: I mean, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure this game happened like a month ago, and it might not have been one degree, or whatever we want to say it was, but Russell Wilson demolished this Minnesota team, albeit down a couple players, but I think they scored something like 38 points, and Russell Wilson scored his only rushing touchdown of the season, he only and, won this year? I, yeah, and he only rushed for 51 yards. Oh, but then he, like, passed for 275 and three touchdowns. Yeah, he had his best game of the season against this Minnesota Vikings team.
1: You know that Russell Wilson had the best passer rate in the league this year?
3: Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He doesn't throw picks.
1: Yeah.
3: God. Here's the real thing. I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson set a fantasy point record for the last eight games of the season. Nobody has ever had a better eight-game stretch.
1: Which is crazy because I, in the league that I won, he sat on my bench every game for Cam Newton. Well, that's that's, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> that was a good problem to have. God, I did not know that. That's crazy. I should have started
2: Russell. But at the same I mean, time, the I'm team. telling you what, I don't think that Minnesota has a chance in this game. I think Seattle is going to roll them. It's one of those things. It was great to beat the Packers. But you would have been better off losing that game and then being able to what play the, pack the
1: Packers. What do you think the Packers were doing? Yeah, Packers <laughs> were, like, we're all about facing the Redskins. Absolutely. I mean, so... Can you go into a locker room? Can they do that? Can you basically say, let's lose this? Or would they, could they have been kicked Should out? they Can who? Can who? The, it, pa- the, Packers
2: the Packers did. Remember the Packers, what did they say when, uh, wasn't it them that They allowed were out no the matter touch- what. The, no, yeah. when they were in the Super Bowl, aren't they the ones that allowed the touchdown to go so they could get the ball back to Brett Favre and, and just try to get and try to get the touchdown score that let Denver just get the easy yeah. touchdown? Yeah, They're just yeah. like, okay, Ole, go ahead, we want to get ole, the ball back. Ole, Ole, Ole. I mean, Good times. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Sometimes it looks better. It looks, it, looking now like it's one of those justice. things that maybe it extends you an extra round, but you know what? Then they'll end up playing them, and they'll get demolished by Seattle anyway. So
3: Maybe eventually, when don't got to cross that bridge until you, till gotta, you yeah, come to it. You've to wait for it. Right now you get to cross a Kirk Cousins-led bridge. <laughs> and you like that. I, I like it a lot more <laughs> than I like playing Russell Wilson right now. Uh, I was doing a, you like that. Oh. Don't. I, I've got
1: I've got. A I lot just said it like too cal- to come and you like that, don't you? M- much, You more like that, don't you? Much more. Val <laughs> And It's
0: funny how you could know something all your life and then forget it. It just pop right out of your mind. Boom.
3: You know? Yeah. I know. Story, Story of my life hurts. Story of my, of my life. life. Keep it. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's a
2: big
1: head on that beer. So. Told the women say about my penis? Yeah. Whoa. Melvin, what up? So, Russell Wilson's. Can you keep a secret? <laughs> no.
3: Apparently it's not. Weird. So, Russell Wilson had what? One multi touchdown passing game through the first 10 weeks of the season. And then after that, every single week had more than one passing touchdown. Uh, three, five, three, five, three, two, three. And only one interception during that span? Crazy. Oh. And he was also putting up like 275 and 280 passing yards a week. And chipping in thirty to forty rushing yards, so I, I was really down on Russell Wilson saying at the beginning of the season he wouldn't be able to repeat last season's fantasy numbers. And I thought you know, he was going to do it through passing yards. Well, here's and, the, and that was
1: is that a bet we made? We I, didn't make a bet, but it was just something they, we me, talked I, about. I, I think, I was I think that, it was yeah. you mostly, but yeah. I think I was on board with the fact that I thought they were. Gonna but no, I will admit, I was this, no. it. Yeah, fuck.
2: I was on it, and, I, and I'll tell you what. And I'll, the only thing I was wrong about was.
1: Jimmy it only Graham? got
2: good when Jimmy Graham got the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, well, the minute but he was injured is the minute that whole thing turned around. What does that say for next year? And in, uh, in, in... Jimmy's gone. I think I, you think I, so. I think they might be done with Jimmy Graham. I don't, know.
3: I don't, I don't think so. I, well, I mean, how many like
2: How many years was he signed for? Is he signed for? He got a new deal, yeah, man. Now well, then, you got to keep him for one more year. But at the same time, you want to know what? I think what it's going to prove is is that Jimmy can no longer come in with this chip on that. I'm this, that, and the other thing. Hey, look, we all did. Doug Baldwin, who's one of the best wide receivers of the year, uh, look, is always next man up. And so either you get with the program, and and the problem is he'll never be. Like him, though. he'll, but
1: he'll never be targeted like he was. Early in his career, yeah, so he'll never be the. He's got to accept a different role, right? Are you, Do you want to be a champion and be right. a part of a championship team, or do you want to be? doesn't matter. Cover- he's
3: still getting a ring, anyways. He played this season. True. No, wait, I'm saying one. I'm saying, but, but do you want to
1: be a champion, or do you want to go? you to be more he, of a team player. Going or be forward. a team player, and, yeah. and at the end of, let's be honest, if he wins, if he stays with Seattle, let's say they do win two championships out of the next five years, and he has a season statistically like he's having versus what he, he was doing in New Orleans, it's not gonna be a Hall of Famer. he's not gonna be like one of the all time greats where. Two years ago, you thought, wow, this guy could go down in the annals of, of the history at the position as one of the all time greats. But wouldn't you also say that
2: part of the problem is that the reason why he won't go down as one of the all time greats is because he has now put in the extra work and effort that is needed to do it. He did it on natural talent through this We don't know that, though. Well, no, no, we don't know that. But at the same time, we see him whining. We see him whining sometimes about like being like a wide receiver. I want to be paid like a wide receiver. Well, he's, he's, he's definitely a he acting that like mean a wide He's definitely acted like a The work receiver. ethic's not there. Well, but we'll find out. Now we'll find out coming off of the injury and whatever. Are you going to do everything that's possible and, and become this type of a player? Now
1: I'm excited for the first catch he makes next year, no matter what team it on, it is on. As a you know, a little button hook for four yards, then he'll just ooh yes,
0: what up?
1: I rule. That every time he catches the ball, he's pointing. He gets so fired up. It's like calm down, buddy. It's a four yard reception. You big dummy. Exactly. He gets too animated. But players love him. I think he'll stick around, but the team's doing better without him. So they might, who knows? It, someone will trade for him. And uh, I forget the owner's name again, the Microsoft guy. He doesn't care about the money.
3: Right. Ballmer?
1: Yeah. He does not, no, not Ballmer. He, that's, one? That, this is the original guy. Um, sorry, I'm spacing his name. It's so stupid of me. But uh, he's got much more money. Much more money than Palmer, Real rich. That's good. Uh, Alright, what else we got to talk about? So, Vikings, f- we got to talk about the Vikings. Well, no, I think we're we're talking about, about, we got to talk about Seahawks. We got to talk about let's, Seahawks. Let's, let's, about we got to talk about them all. But the question is, 100%, Marshawn Lynch is the running, starting running back this weekend. And
3: that's what,
1: hey, full <laughs> practice. <laughs> that's uh, what Pete said. Yeah. That's
3: all that matters to me. <laughs> it's
1: huge.
2: Yeah. It, 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 that again. is
1: fucking the, huge. This that, team is that hot. And they got... The beast mode coming back,
2: fresh legs, beast mode. You know, not taking hits for how many weeks? Beast mode. You got. You talk about the, always. The biggest concern is, and this is the thing. He had a horrible year because of all the beating and pounding that he's taken over the last four years and the extended seasons of them going to the Super Bowl and going into the playoffs and having all these extra games. He's, he was getting over an extra hundred touches over the last three four years in the postseason, on top of what he was doing in the regular season. Yeah. So, now you got him coming the in fresh and coming in angry, and yeah, maybe he disappointed you if you're a fantasy owner and you drafted him in the first round, but you want to know what? If you're playing uh, fantasy DFS and he was 7800 bucks. I think it's going to be a steal in this game because, again, the cold type, those type of weather, what's the worst thing that you want to do? A tackle a guy like Marshawn Lynch! Mm. Angry, who's going to dig in and just going to keep pushing and pounding. He's not going to come at you soft, he's going to come at you hard. And it's going to hurt and it's going to sting every time to tackle him,
1: especially because everyone's talking about how he's gone, so he's 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 potentially playing for, playing next, for his next, next gig contract. or just show him, Hey, I'm irreplaceable. I don't care how good Rawls is right now. And he's been doing that basically. This year Was wasn't it a one off? Contract year or they it was still a contract but they gave him an extra million or something like that.
3: Well they and also it, gave him another year, but most of the guaranteed money was this year, so you could count on I like
1: him with a chip on the shoulder trying to earn Absolutely a, earn earn a little bit of money in the twilight of his career. I mean, did you guys see that custom uh that custom made Jeep he's got? That thing must have cost a lot of money. He's <laughs> I need Danny needs a new contract. Exactly.
3: I, I just can't believe the run that Russell Wilson went on without Marsh, without Marshawn Lynch, without, without Thomas R- Rawls even for an extent of it, without Jimmy Graham, with you know, without Chris Matthews who looked to be a hero from last Super Bowl and the off season sort of practices. So you're doing this with guys like Doug Baldwin who would never And without, really without had, the
2: offensive line that he that they gave away to to uh New without Orleans, Max, Max Unger. The, that, that offensive line was fucking atrocious. atrocious. He was getting he was getting nearly killed in the first half of the season on every single what was it? I think we had like 32 sacks against him through like the
3: first eight weeks of the season yeah, or something yeah. like that. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I don't think Doug Doug Baldwin had never had a thousand yard receiving. I think he'd had ever more than like eight fifty so he's like a fifty-yard game type of guy, and you're like, uh, you know, never more than five touchdowns. Then he's going to go out and get you fucking fourteen. Right. How many did
2: Jermaine Curse give you too? It's like, you know, here's the guy on, on the secondary guy, and and you, uh, what do you get? Like seven touchdowns. Five.
3: five. Jermaine Curse is a bum because Tyler Lockett is the real man. And how many did Lockett have? Lockett had six. Six. And then just ever since he sort of got established there, and you know, week twelve, give or take. He averaged you know nearly double digit. See, and and a he, was been the a, but he has been the X factor. That's because and uh, it, somebody said something like, the, "He is like Percy Harvin plus Doug Baldwin. Like he is like the mixture of the two of them. Like Percy P- per- Puffy Puffy Puthi, Puffy Puffy athleticism." In Doug balls with the blade.
1: Is that, is that your Tyson? Did you guys see during the holidays? Tyson, yeah, oh, do the do on, on that little Whatever those things are called. Oh my God. They're
3: not fucking hoverboards. They don't get off the ground. Yes. Example, Fuck that bullshit. What are they called? Hoverboards. They call they're
1: them called hoverboards. Really? Hoverboards. I was walking Daisy down the street uh, a few days... It was probably 10 days ago. Right before uh, New Year or whatnot. And there was a guy that obviously just got one was going down the street so slowly... Now I'm walking days He's like What the fuck is this putz What is this thing And she's always A little freaked out By people <laughs> hot, be Rolling bikes Razors Skateboards All this stuff Kind of freak her out So this guy's cruising along And then he crosses the street And I'm just checking him out Just cause he's such a tool It was like It's <laughs> cold out And he's like Going so slow That's swell. the reason You were checking going, him out Yeah <laughs> And then he goes Across the crosswalk And then he goes To his It must have been his house So he goes to the fed The door And he opens it up The whole time He's standing on this thing Yeah Stops, opens a little gate, goes in real slow, turns left, then he goes down this little area, and I'm just like, this fucking guy. You could have just, done this in two seconds. Yes, yeah, just, just pull the thing up, put it underneath your arm, and you are inside your house fucking ten minutes ago. <laughs> Lazy son of a bitch. I just feel like going so big, daddy dumb. on
3: every person I see with one of these hoverboards and just t- toss a stick right in front of them. <laughs> that is
1: a great call. That's a. There's got to be some little weapon of choice that we could just lay down like little like. Uh, but here's a question: Who's the bigger tool? No offense to anybody out there, the hoverboard rider or the e-cigarette smoker, or the hoverboard rider while he's smoking. (laughs) E-cig smoking. Their lungs are blowing up while the contraption they're standing on blows up.
3: Yeah, killing your legs for later in life, too. Uh, I finally did see, I was driving home, I saw a billboard that said vaping is still smoking or something, and it was a truth ad. And I'm like, wow, or vaping is still addictive, and like something like that. I'm like... Well, finally, somebody like, sort of caught on to that. Like, I hadn't heard a mention of that shit. Like, I mean,
1: how many vape stores are like the? They're like TCBY and Pink. They're like the the yogurt or uh, yogurt fad. I mean, I <laughs> see them everywhere. Yogurt? Every one of them's got like a little booth, like it's a bar. You're supposed to sit around and vape, and they're all empty. It's like these, the vape industry, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're thinking if you it's like together, the hookah industry. That one did the hookah, yeah, bars. The hookah bars Oh yeah, that that, one, that one. This, you're not one gonna summer, make money. You're gonna spend a lot of money, you're gonna go out of business. I'm just telling you, don't waste your money on it. Sorry if you're already in it. I wish you the best of luck. But sell that is, sell, sell, sell.
2: sell that sell industry. That sell. industry
1: is not gonna be you're not gonna see a a a store like that every two blocks.
3: Try to turn it Promise into a you. medical marijuana dispensary yes, and do
1: what's it. best for you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Or just turn it into a bodega and sell cigarettes, sell monster drinks, sell the whole shit. But Vaping alone, not enough people. And if you're in the hoverboard industry,
2: I suggest you find another alternative as well. They're, all, I think, they're all in Asia. I think you might want to try this one. Well, how can you prove if a man has whiplash? Uh,
0: Mr. Sanford, mm-hmm. after you were struck from behind, did your neck Feel funny? Yeah.
1: This man has whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um, all right, let's keep talking about tight end
3: situation,
1: or the, the are we still with, need to talk about... The thing with
3: Lockett is he didn't practice today, and he's got a big question mark around him. And yeah. That'll sort of change this, the outlook for this offense. He sort of provides that element of explosion to this offense, uh, and, you know... And without him, it might be a little bit tougher. What
2: well, What's his? Is it an ankle? Or is it a hip?
3: Hip. You know,
2: and he's just like Percy Harvin. Oh, <laughs> too soon.
1: Too soon.
2: You know, but that that could be a problem then too. When you consider what the track is going to be in Minnesota. You know, it, is it is it harder for you to come back if you got a hip and you're going to take a shot and you're going to land on on hard icy ground? You know, that's not going to be good for the hip either. So that could uh, seriously limit him. You know, oh, I still man, love his potential. Not,
1: I mean, I, I, and again, you, you look at... This you, might be my favorite game of all, I'm looking at it. And it could be a, bl- a blowout. But going in, the what-ifs, if the Vikings can muddy this up and, and, and show a stout defense, and I don't know, there's... talking about, ah, talking about the, the other thing they
2: have good. going for them is they have the West Coast team having to play the early game on Sunday. And not on Saturday, where it's like you can get more acclimated because it would just be like a 1 o'clock in the afternoon game or whatever.
1: Now, a question I got for you, and sorry that I'm not looking... I should be looking at my machine, but it is recording. So, basically, they play AFC Saturday and NFC Sunday. It
2: normally never happens. It's all this I new... thought it was 1-on-1 and 1-on-1. One one. So, I'm
1: looking at this, I'm like, wait, I just said that other game was in the 10th. It should actually... Here's but why. That's funny.
2: Because it used to be you only had the two networks. CBS had the AFC, uh, the NFC, AFC games... Fox uh, had the NFC games, and then you had NBC or or one of the other networks. But now you have four four networks, because you have So these games get four different channels. Four different channels, because you're going to get CBS gets one, ESPN gets one, NBC gets one, and Fox gets the other. So it had to be a bidding process of who was going to get... Which one, uh, you know, who has prime time right because who's the Super Bowl? Who's they should they should
1: have, the they should have a fifth game they should have a fifth game this weekend between the St. Louis Rams and, and, and they're they're the Oakland the all- Raiders. They're playing whoever, whoever wins, whoever wins goes,
2: goes. LA. <laughs> I don't going to do it like Chinese checkers. We're gonna have all three teams
1: playing at the same <laughs> time. How sick would that be? All of a sudden you see like you find out how badly people want out of town. You know what it would be like? Like, hmm, St. Louis or L.A.? I'm getting six sacks today. Seagull
2: sent me a, a video of a game that we played on the Sega Genesis back in the in the day. It was uh, Jerry Glanville's Pigskin Football, which took place like in the 1500s. And it's like, you know, you have like trees in the middle of the field. And you're like, nice. you're just punching the guys and beating them up. And then if you started kicking the other guy's ass... They gave you like a helper and they would send in a troll. Like, <laughs> send in the troll! And the troll would do that. If roll. you got the troll, he would just get the ball and he'd just roll over everybody and just go give you touchdowns. Troll or orc? Or, uh, no, was a troll. That's hilarious. Send in I the love troll. those old
1: the Jerry Glanville Jerry Glanville's pigskin foot brawl. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, uh, let's. Anything else you want to say about the tight ends, uh, my man?
3: Darth Thrust. Dart Darth Ross.
1: Kyle Rudolph?
3: We haven't even gotten over to that other no, side. No, uh, we're talking about
1: uh, uh, we're talking about Seahawks. Um, but I did notice who's the second tight end on that team? Doug's got him ranked higher than Wilson. Yes, who's the other dude? That's Halftime. Yeah,
3: he's been catching more passes. Been more active in the passing game.
1: Something to consider. So you know you're probably gonna have a Wilson's gonna probably cost more. Um, but this other guy's. See, is... but
2: I think when you're looking at your stone throw, you know dart throw values at tight end, there's other guys. And I got to imagine Heath Miller's
3: down there. I mean, there's some other guys. Heath Miller's the fourth highest priced tight end in Fanduel. So, fourth
2: highest, okay. So, but I still. Um, and how much is he though? You
1: know, <laughs> what did you, get? you mentioned that it was uh,
2: fifty-six? Fifty-six hundred is not a like, any price you know that you're. The you're, thing with Luke Wilson is he's got this kind of questionable tag. Like, yeah. is he gonna
3: play? Is he not gonna play? Got to wait till Sunday, and then if he doesn't play, who are you gonna replace him with?
2: Like. Okay. What, are your, what are your options? I mean, okay. I mean, your other option. that the other your other option would be like a Richard Rogers or something like that. Richard Rogers. is very highly priced. was going to say he should be the same. They were the price same price co- price.
1: cost you mentioned, right? Richard Rogers, fifty-two hundred. Fifty-two. Well, well, before I mean, before we move over to the Vikings, let me quickly do a Pyro promo. Um, a lot of uh, on behalf of the Pyro Pro. We're going to figure it out. We're having a Camp David meeting this weekend. We're going to figure out some sort of early bird special uh, and, a, and, a, and a cost for j- January and February. We're going to work the inner, inner details of it out this Sunday to collectively as a team. Uh, but we're going to do an early bird special that bundles uh, Pyro Pro for the year as well as the draft kit or one of those individually. Uh, give you a little discount off the uh, the price um, maybe only if you go all in. But as we've said on the show before, uh, we're going to be changing the draft kit a bit. There will be an Excel file download because that's the best way for Stag Party and our team to work and build the document up, which is a badass. What is it? Twenty-three tabs, something, Give or take. something like that. But this year, uh, that'll be uh, the Pyro Dashboard, Pyro Pro Dashboard, will be housing this draft kit as well. That doesn't mean you have to be a Pyro Pro member to be a draft kit owner you can just buy the draft kit but now you will have that extra level of uh, an online entity that you can check out to uh, the pyro draft kit it won't just be the Excel file So we're excited about that and I've actually been talking to our developers and figuring out how we can get right into creating the, those templates and making that interface happen. Um, got some good feedback from them, but we're excited to announce that the draft kit this year it was remarkably successful, uh, helped a lot of people win their league, and uh, as usual, it'll just keep on getting better. So we're going to figure out when we're going to be releasing that. We're going to have that be an online component uh, in a dashboard on the back end with a username and password, uh, as well as the uh, Excel file you'll buy, but... What we were going to do is with the Pyro Pro, amazing piece, I won't talk about what you get there, but we're going to do some sort of early bird special for January and February to try and uh, get people to jump in. And, uh, and, and We don't have an off-season, so there's no reason to not go into the premium package in the off-season. Uh, it's a year-round sport being a champion. Pyro Pro, very successful first year, I thought. Very successful for us and us for the people that were members. Uh, Okay, let's talk about the uh, Vikings. Starting out with Teddy Noodle Arm. Um, Here's some chopped liver. That's Jewish soul food. Jewish soul food. Let's talk about Teddy Bridge. What do you think? Jewish soul food? Yeah, Yeah.
2: chopped liver. I
3: mean...
1: It's like you got to talk
3: about this because I, I can't handle that kind of pressure. I don't like radio. chopped liver. Chopped <laughs> liver is disgusting. Oh man. my god! Motsa ball soup is about. All oh, I love motsa ball that soup. That shit. Fried motsa.
2: Fried motsa is fantastic. Is what oh, yeah. I do
3: think about Teddy Bridgewater it it is he's going to beat chopped liver against this defense. Yes, I think he's about right. The thing is, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. He's been great. Like I would not. There's no circumstances in which he can convince me to put him in my lineup this week. If the temperature is one degree, I don't want to play a guy who has to wear gloves. Uh, I don't want to play a guy who can't throw for over 99 yards against a Packers defense. I don't want to play a guy who's a glorified game manager with 14 touchdowns on the season.
1: Super uh, inconsistent. Wow, he's so inconsistent.
3: It's, it's horrible. Uh, but I think the bigger question here
2: is not about Teddy Bridgewater. The season, Good it's, God. that's
1: ridiculous. Good God.
2: I think there's no question that you're not don't want to play him. The big question comes to Adrian Peterson. You know, here's your best running back on the season. Second and, best. Okay, but Vonta Freeman. Okay, um, best rushing running back. Okay, so. To put it in, in I'd the say leadership.
1: overall he's the best running back. He's the best. He, he's, he's, okay, but one, against, against one, one of the, the best defenses, game, it's, it's a diff, evener.
2: And, but you're putting him against Seattle's defense. If it was against some other defense, like if it was Arizona coming in here, then having to go into this cold weather, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm down with AP. I just I worry against the Seattle defense. Like if I'm looking at it from a standpoint of just rank them, pick your your best running back for the week. He doesn't hit number... I mean, where's Dog have him? Because he's got D'Angelo two. 1 and he's got AP 2? Yeah, I think he did in uh, the latest iteration. So, yeah. I, I could almost see AP even getting pushed three. down... 3. I could even see him... three. I could see him getting pushed down to 4 or 5 just because of the matchup.
1: Yeah, and that's the one thing Staggs was probably going to get to with the reasons he didn't like Bridgewater. Uh, I don't like a guy that's going against a badass defense that's got a heavy attack with great cover corners and an amazing safeties. I mean, just... That defense on the opposite side of Bridgewater feels like whatever that Jerry Glanville game was. (laughs) It's like the Romans versus the. uh, They got three trolls. No offense.
3: Can I I continue to harp on Teddy Bridgewater? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. He has
1: only six. You just don't like Buffalo Wild Wings, but okay.
3: What?
1: You know those commercials? He's the Buffalo Wild Wings spokesperson. I have no idea how he is.
3: I thought the guy yeah. from the league was the Buffalo you guys Wild have? Wing. Do you guys watch TV? I do. But oh, you know what I do?
1: I work on my computer a lot upstairs, and I'm watching on... Um, streaming? I'm, I'm streaming off the channel. Yeah, I don't think he he, he is, is. is on Red Zone. It's endless Buffalo Wild Wing Bridgewater commercial. What, what are you
3: talking about? Like, I don't get any commercials, no on, commercials Red on Red Zone. No commercials on Red Zone, right. That's
1: why I like Red Zone. <laughs> what are you
3: talking about?
1: <laughs> Must be on one of those other channels, like ESPN.
2: <laughs> I don't know what he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're, not. You It's t- streaming. S- somebody somebody, to j- somebody yeah. jipped your red zone. You're, right, <laughs> you're getting
1: ripped off. You're getting ripped right. right, you're
2: you're right. You're right. It's,
1: it's streaming. It's either ESPN or <laughs> <laughs> one of those other. Because <laughs> I'm. I gotta work the whole fucking time. I can't <laughs> sit here and just watch <laughs>
2: some fucking games. I don't sit and
1: watch the games. I'm doing the Rampire. And I'm working while I'm catching some good games. So. Every fucking one. You big dummy. So sick of working all the time. You're the big dummy. Oh, so sick of it. So
3: six games this season with other do- under double-digit fantasy points for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah, I won a league, so I'm gonna use that as a vacation fund to go to Arizona for spring training. So that should be fun. Oh, nice. Um, Sloan Park. Yep, yep. Sloan. Um, Val. Six games with just. Uh, under double-digit fantasy points, one of those came against the Seahawks, in which he mustered a solid 2.9 fantasy points for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, 118 passing yards on 28 throws, and yeah, they were at home. Um, who do you think he's going to throw to? Charles Johnson? Mike no. Wallace? Mike Wallace? <laughs> no. 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 Stephon Diggs? No. no. Patterson? No. no. And he'll drop the ball anyway. <laughs> Right, Kyle Rudolph is your best passing. Oh, right. right, right, right. Kyle Rudolph is your best passing weapon against the Seahawks team, and even then, you know you're hoping for a score from Kyle Rudolph, and that seems highly unlikely. This is the problem. They need
2: to keep the game close, right? And I don't think they're going to be able to because they're not going to be able to sustain drives because. They're going to stack the box against Adrian Peterson, and and the, this weather can work against you. You know, a sloppy track I think is better than like a cold type of a situation. I think it works better for for, for Marshawn Lynch of the type of guy that he is. And I know Adrian Peterson's the same type of guy. He's a, a beast type to take down. But if you take away his ability to have you know the extra cutback because he has uh, the, the, the solid track to run on. That, that's gone for him. He's maybe got one cut in him, and then you're, you're kind of sliding to the next move, whereas he would normally be able to probably get two jump cuts or whatever in. Lynch is just a straight north-south runner. You take him in a cold, you just he just gets on his one track, move forward. Peterson needs to get that hole so he can, he can make those extra moves. I don't think it, the shiftiness helps as much in this type of a weather situation, which is why I like Lynch better. When I look at those two... Well,
1: my fear is that because of the other... The, the weapons, at receiver, and the quarterback deficiency, the fact that Peterson this year Zimmerman and uh, who's the offensive coordinator? I don't know his name, but... Um, they grit, get Turner? away... They get away from... Yeah, North. They, they get away from the, that, that, that approach, the AP thing... So swiftly when things aren't going their way. And then all of a sudden, it's just like... those first, The first half and the first quarter even is so important for AP's game and his workload that if, as you guys think is going to happen, the Seahawks get going early, what do you do with AP? Because we all agree, they're going to be stacking the box. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be you're going to look at the, the stat line at the end of the game and it's be like, AP had nine carries? You have game. to be
2: smarter and think about this ahead of time and find other ways to get him involved in the game. Because in their first meeting, I think he had eight carries. And you know and he bitched about that one afterward. Like you got to give me the ball more than eight times. They need to, whether it's their first two drives, you know, just commit to it and say, look, but it's not about those first drives. No, it's I know, they no, no, lose no, but it it's, in the second. But third. No, no, it's about those first two drives, sustaining drives, and not going three and out. So you know, if it if it don't work, you Keep may have going. you may have to go for like an early fourth down type play and just go. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run it. four runs here. We need. We're gonna get a first down. Like if you get the ball, because let's let's say they gave Seattle the ball first, right? And you get uh, a, a you know you get them to go three and out, and you get to turn the field possession over. So you maybe getting the ball around your forty five midfield yard line because of the bad weather and whatever. Not are we gonna are kick we simulating? Are we doing? I'm doing a John Madden simulation. in my head right now. So now they have the ball around that that point. You just say four runs for Adrian Peterson. But that's not happening. We it's don't get it. We turn the ball McKinney,
1: over. Uh, McKinnon, uh, what's McKinnon? Jerick McKinnon. He's uh, he's getting so involved in the offense too. Now they, they, they're giving him opportunities. So I mean, is he their best
3: receiver right now?
1: He might be. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's he's getting going.
2: Remember, on. he's the all everything. The guy that played quarterback, wide receiver, running back, everything in college, Georgia Southern. So you know,
1: why not? And, you know, I think it's trouble. Now that I really think about it, I, hopefully they can. The defense can keep the Seahawks down, and it could be just a. They just can't. They're not going to be able to. Yeah, they're just not... They don't have
3: enough pieces. Like, your offense isn't good enough from a passing standpoint to support a strong run game against one of the strongest rush defenses in the league. It just doesn't line up for you. Like, if you wanted to play a team, you needed to play a team that has a deficiency in the run game where you can muck it up. And in cold weather, like... It's not going to be a money game. It's going to be a frozen game. Frozen, frozen is better than money for fast guys.
1: Can I ask you a question? From a uh, and I, I just don't know the answer to this. From a franchise making money standpoint, the Packers playing at Washington and not not being at home, do they make less money as a franchise than having a game at home?
2: Yeah, you don't get Yeah, right. So. Yeah. so
1: so the Vikings made more money this week, but they're going to be out, and they probably should have lost. Well, that deserves a birthday.
0: Val-
1: Why don't you go down to the mail travel agency and
0: get you a ticket? The way your brain has been vacationing.
1: <laughs> My brain has been vacationing, and it's it's coming back down to earth. It was a nice holiday session. Um, got a question for you? What kind of beer are you drinking, Houdini?
2: I got the Boulevard Brewing's Calling IPA. Calling IPA. Calling IPA. Johnsonville Brown.
1: You like it? It's great. Nice, today I'm doing my Revolution uh, Brewing Fist City Chicago Pale Ale Good time, uh, you guys know it's one of my favorites along with Founders and my, uh, my Oregon Bend Fresh Squeeze But this one's made with Cascades, Citra, Centennial and Crystal Hops Fist City, Chicago beer, Chicago guy, love this stuff <laughs> Uh, stag party, you've got a monster, tall daddy, and before that, you had a little, your dinner, you had a liquid dinner tonight, huh? Liquid dinner. Liquid Power dinner. smoothie. Power smoothie? Is that superfood smoothie, or which one?
3: Yeah, super fruit.
1: Yeah, dude. Super fruit. Super, <laughs> super fruit. fruit. Yes. Real sweet. <laughs> Alright, we done
3: with the Vikings? I don't want to play anybody on the Vikings, like... The player you would most likely be able to talk me into. I want to
2: play Russell Wilson on
3: the Vikings
1: against I, the Vikings. Which guy? Maybe AP
3: or maybe no? Kyle? Maybe, maybe Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph would be the only one. But even then, three for thirteen in their last matchup. And I, let's see what Seattle over the last. You know, Seattle's usually rough against opposing tight ends. Like they're usually very bad. But over the last five weeks, they've allowed just three point two fantasy points a game. To the opposing tight ends, and the only one who's had, you know, a real decent game has been, you know, Gary Barnage, who's been a big surprise. Yeah. Well, let's remember,
1: Seahawks, this the last thing we'll say on that one is the Seahawks are I ending mean, as the second hottest team behind the Kansas City. They won ten in a row, Seahawks eight and two. They started out terribly to start the season, closing it out. Everyone's scared shitless. The Vikings are probably, I think we would all agree. The least potent team in the postseason.
3: Do you have the NFC, no matter who it is, sort of comes out, taking it over the AFC in the Super Bowl? Because I think there's three legit Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. And I don't think there's one solid, like, spectacular team in the AFC.
1: What do you think? If you, What's your guess? Right now, here and today, changes every week, obviously. Who's Who's playing in the Super Bowl?
3: Arizona Cardinals, which I've been saying for a long time, and probably going to go with the Broncos. I couldn't decide that. I was going to talk myself into the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers? It was between Steelers and Broncos for me. Well,
2: see, but I understand what you're saying too because it, on the NFC side, when you look at Carolina, you look at Arizona, you look at Seattle, these are all teams. That have great defenses, but what they also have, they also got solid quarterback play. Carson Palmer, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson. On the other side in the AFC, you have Tom Brady playing with a makeshift offensive line and a, a makeshift defense right now. You have a lot of guys coming back that haven't been around in a while for their next game. <laughs> Which they need desperately. No uh, You have Denver, who has the probably the best defense of everybody that's out there right now, but they don't have any continuity on their offense either. They're going to potentially be, be bringing back, you know, a, a dead-armed Peyton Manning to, uh, to lead the way. So, you know, when you look at where the strength is, yeah, I think that, that also you're talking about battle-tested. Any team that's going to come through the NFC and then have that extra week off before the Super Bowl, they're going to be completely battle-tested, whether it's Carolina, Arizona, or Seattle, Who's who's making the long journey?
1: Well, the only reason I, I, I like your I've been on Arizona for a few weeks for a while. Uh, I think six weeks ago I told a buddy I thought it was going to be Arizona against the Bengals. Uh, that's not happening anymore. But my worry is what seeing well, what still, happened good, seeing what happened with Arizona last week against Seattle. is like whoo hey hold on that's trouble. I'm still I'm I'm riding. Here's the best part. I'm I'm thinking from the NFC, I'm thinking that we are... Sorry, I wasn't, like, shush. I was just using... I was demonstratively saying, this is my team. I think it's Panthers. I think they're just... I think that defense is sick, and I just think... And if they do, though, they're going to have to be the most tested because here's a situation where
2: that... For Arizona, this is where it makes sense from, from a better standpoint, Right. Arizona, even though they got their asses handed to them, number one, it was a great measuring stick. It gives a good wake-up call for Bruce Arias to get the the rallying cry and the troops together. They don't have to play Seattle until they get to the championship game. Seattle being the number six seed, if they win, they go to Carolina. You talk about one hell of a goddamn game that's going to be, that should basically almost be the NFC championship game. It'll be the Carolina-Seattle game. So if you want the safer bet of the team that has the better chance, who's not going to be as beat up and be able to have, you know, potentially if it is Seattle, also another home game, it's Arizona.
3: I mean, look at it. Washington wins. Yeah, you're not scared of them as Arizona. You know, Green Bay wins. You just, just saw they got dis- they dismantled them two yeah. two three weeks ago, right? And no no like, fear there. You're not no you're not scared of either of these teams on that side of the bracket. So, yeah. I like Arizona's just chances because I I think it will be a slugfest. When any of those three teams play each other, it's going to be a brawl. Now, if for some reason you're crazy, what if
2: happens and (laughs) Minnesota wins, then I like Carolina because then Carolina will be able to to roll in that next game and they'll be able to take out either Washington or Green Bay, whichever the case may be. Who you
1: got in the AFC? There you go. That's wild. I no, okay. gotta ask the question. Oh, you mean for that second second round? Who you got in the AFC Super Bowl? Oh, okay. oh, oh, for me. I mean, I'm going. You know, which team do I like the most out of all of us? New England Patriots. New England Patriots. (laughs) Who's got got Billy B? And who's got Tommy? Oh,
3: yeah. Bill Balja. The unflappable one who decides to take the ball in overtime. My thing is this. He didn't do that.
2: I'm going Denver. I'm going Denver. I've been playing that defense and and watching this defense all year. And I believe in defense. This is the time of year and you got the home field advantage. So you're going to make Tom Brady have to come all the way up and play in the altitude. And and with uh, an offense that does not have the continuity and things going. And it has looked really kind of pedestrian over the last four weeks. So, you know, and by the way, coming out, because he's going to get one in this installment, the final of the Bitch Slap!
1: 4-4. You know, what's happened to Peyton Manning over the course of the last, uh, you know, Six seven weeks in the NFL uh, has made me become more of a fan and hopeful for him. So if it is the pay, if it is the Peyton Broncos that are able to beat the Patriots or whoever and get in there, I'm all I'm all for it because it is. Let's be. I think this is his last season. Should be. I think this is the last season.
3: I mean, do you want your NFL team to go out there and sign him?
1: No, hell no, not a chance.
3: As an offensive coordinator, maybe. this is last
1: season. So if that guy could go out on top, I'd rather have Cam win it over Peyton. I'd I, rather have Cardinals what, win it over Peyton. This? What do you think? I'd rather have Peyton win it over the Seahawks. Oh, I, look,
2: we haven't made a basketball reference, so I want to. I want to make it no, right we here. Did. But well, we did baseball. It was
1: baseball.
2: No, I. Oh, you did. One. Oh, I'm
1: but to Go know. ahead. So my best. Oh, hold on, on, hold on, you big dummy. You should hit. You dump. You big dummy three oh, times. Okay, well, I. You big dummy. You big dummy. Hold on, oh, I'm about to Valverde. No, 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 do I do that You big dummy. Valverde. Who is this bimbo? <laughs> I don't have any hair. I thought you had to have white uh, blonde hair to be a bimbo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, hey, what you doing home anyway? So what were we talking about? Stag party. Talk to what us. What do you mean? <laughs> Talk to us. Go, we can move on. We're done with this game, aren't we? Alright,
3: so we're going to the next
1: game. S- go over. NFC Part 2. This is the late game, Sunday night. Packers heading out to the capital of our country to play the Redskins. Who the hell, in week 3, would have ever thunk that the Redskins were going to be in this game? So I like them. Did they move our
3: capital to Landover, Maryland? <laughs>
1: Hey, come on. It's the Washington, it's the Washington DC Redskins. I don't care where the game's being played. One of those guys. Well, hey, is it is it the is it the Virginia uh is it the Virginia Redskins
3: or the Washington Redskins? It's the Washington Redskins. Well, that's all. But it's part. not the Washington DC Redskins either. You'll be in a lot of trouble cuz we got a lot of friends in Washington DC.
1: I don't. He obviously listened to all do. of them. That just shows you, which one was the D.C.? You, mean, you, you had no idea. You're I'm like, like,
2: no, I couldn't find because there's 63
3: of them on this one.
1: I know, I can tell. I'm <laughs> trying to get all, through all of them.
3: So we got the Packers first. You got Aaron Rodgers, who's been struggling and finished as only quarterback 7 for like, it was his first time in 5 years finishing out of the top 2 quarterbacks, you know, minus his injury plague season a couple years back. And, you know, that speed, just lack of speed, just showed up. Like, uh, it just wasn't there for them this season. It condensed the entire field. It made Randall Cobb a you know average player. It uh, didn't look real great this season. And you know, Aaron's
1: Offensive line looked like they were. It was turnstile of moments. Can you speak a little louder? I'm half-deaf with my phone. Routine. You I'm don't play. have to play all. I couldn't hear five.
2: you. No, I couldn't hear you.
1: I couldn't hear you. Yeah, because no one could because you played the audio. Yeah, speak a little louder. <laughs> Go
3: ahead. Uh, Dick. <laughs> offensive line was awful. I, I've never seen so many drops out of Devontae Adams. Uh, wait, he's, yeah, not, yeah. he's not. He's
1: not. He's not going to be in the league in three years. He's not an NFL uh, wide receiver. The
3: thing is, he is. Just he needs a different sort of. Not, not a different system. He needs a different sort of role where he's a complimentary I player. I mean, he is a wide receiver four on any team in the NFL. Like, no, no,
2: no. He should be more than a wide receiver. He should be at least a wide receiver three on any team in the NFL. The problem is is that he has the hands of Robert
1: Duran. <laughs> I'm trying to think who I liken him to. Has hands of stone, baby. I'm trying to think I like, I, who I liken, liken him to. Who, who, who feels like him, but... He's not going to be in the league in three years. Michael Timpson? I don't know it yet. I'll, I'll figure it out. But he's he he's just, he just um, he doesn't he, he doesn't have the confidence. He needed to take that next step from his uh, rookie season to this season and and, and, uh, he's, and he's grasp like, it and run with it. And it's been the exact opposite. I feel like he's kind of he's destroyed his confidence. It's
2: regressed throughout the yeah. year. Because he had it more toward the beginning of the year. When, you know, things were still like everything was feeling all right, he was getting and his drops weren't so bad. Then what's happened is when James Jones is the only other best option that you have, his drops and, and every time he's open, he just drops the ball.
1: It's it's so frustrating. Well, he's also not doesn't he's not a strong player, so he gets knocked out of bounds a lot yeah. on the side. I don't know. He's just
3: definitely not fast.
1: Definitely not,
2: fast. and he, he's injury prone. So you have all these things on top of it. And he's like he tries to go for it, but it's like it doesn't he doesn't play smart
1: either. So it, it's it's not a good combination. Right. Now here's one question for next year: Jordy Nelson. Coming off the injuries, coming up—is he Jordy Nelson of old, or are you worried about this team? Obviously, they'll be faster and they'll be better with him back in the fray. But aren't coming off that injury, isn't isn't kind of the Packers a different element, and even going into next year, aren't you already worried? Because what is Randall
2: Cobb? Where was Randall Cobb all year? Where is this guy that was a, a top ten receiver?
3: just playing in the slot with no ability to get open because nobody can get deep. Right. I am not worried about this offense. Well, no,
2: so. here's the, here's, you're not, Okay, well, no. that's, you're answering that question because is Jordy, was Jordy Nelson because no one believed that it was that important when they lost him.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I know because I'm saying this. We did here for like a week and a half and they were like, oh, yeah. Uh, should be have, okay. Uh, it's Aaron uh, Rodgers.
2: Right. Next, next guy the next up. Guy. You have it. You're right. I don't Tom know. Montgomery. I think he's a big factor, but at the same time, I'm telling you that I think Randall Cobb was exposed for not being at all near the elite receiver that he had put up the numbers for over the back. I never a, thought A was guy gonna... that was completely a fabrication of the offense that he was in and the, and the talent that he had surrounding him that allowed I him to have the, the seasons that he had over the previous two, three seasons.
1: I agree. Is Randall Cobb, if he's on the Titans, any better than Kendall Wright? No. <laughs> yes. No, I don't
2: know. I is. don't know who he is. Yes. I don't know who he is. What's he done? in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers this uh, year. Well, give me his last six games and impress me with some hundred yards and multiple touchdowns and rushing yards and and nothing and, in, in the last catches. six. Nothing.
1: But nothing. I have nothing for sale. Shouldn't how many targets has he gotten? Has at least Aaron Rodgers gone? Know. Is he treated him like target. this is my safety blanket? No. You well know,
3: he's gotten 129, which is two targets more than he got all of last season. So when we thought about Randall Cobb, we thought he was going to get something like 30 more targets, two more targets yeah. a game without Jordy Nelson in the game, and suddenly the targets didn't show up. And that
1: scares me less for the targets themselves than for the confidence that Rodgers has. I mean, if you're a quarterback, you're like, "This guy's getting. I'm getting. I'm going to just pepper this freaking guy with the ball because he's the only guy out there that I thinks going to well, bring the ball down for The only problem is and that, that Randall
2: Cobb was a touchdown guy. How many touchdowns did he have this year? Six, but three of y'all came in one game. <laughs> yeah, uh, what <laughs> week was that? Early. Uh, Early. So this is the problem. This was Kansas guy, City. Kansas, so week three. This was a guy who one of his amazing attributes and, and strengths was, and this is where. You know, the failures of Randall Cobb is what brought the elevation of a Richard Rodgers. Yeah. Because who was the guy that, you know, the tight ends were never, never, they were not a concern when they got to the red zone. It was Jordy Nelson, or it was, you know, a couple years ago it was James Jones that had the 14 touchdowns, and it was always Randall Cobb with the 10, 11, 12 touchdowns that he's getting the way that he's able to work underneath. Well, he had, he wasn't able to work underneath in this season, and, so where was Rogers looking for? He ended up going. Richard Rogers became the main touchdown threat, and that's why he he's such an intriguing play in this week
3: for uh, DFS. Going back to Randall Cobb, just because. Okay, let's stay there. His numbers. He's been one of the more disappointing guys. Finished outside of the top thirty wide receivers on the season. You know, averaged just ten and a half yards a catch after averaging nearly, you know, fourteen, fourteen yards four, yeah. a catch in his career. That just shows that he wasn't able to get any sort of verticality. There was not one, you know, big, long yak play. I didn't see a lot of screens for Randall Cobb this season. They didn't seem to do that until Mike McCarthy took over the play calling a couple weeks ago. I saw a couple of them then. And then Randall Cobb used to have a couple uh, streaks out of the slot. They didn't seem to use him very much in that role uh, this season. Remember how he was
2: almost being used when we were like, Wow, he's almost—he's kind of like the guy that was like Percy Harvin, getting two, three rushing attempts and different ways to find ways to get him the ball. The creativity of getting him the ball just disappeared. And again, I just—I just don't see him having that breakaway ability to to make these plays.
3: Uh, He's still got some. I mean,
2: some, but I mean, you're not—you're
3: not. Next year, with the guy who could take the top off a of defense, I have no worries for him. Okay, well
2: then you're fine. With, you're still talking about him as a second fiddle. I'm talking about him right now. And if we're talking about him right now against Washington, Washington, who is uh, this, is not a defense that scares the living, living daylights out of you. You know, you, sh- you know. But at the same time, their offense, offensive line, can't stop anybody right now. So they better be concerned. But Randall Cobb, in that type of a game, if you're looking at the quick releases and all these other things wouldn't you think that you're going to be throwing the ball to Randall Cobb in those situations so that you're getting the quick dump-offs and letting him catch the 4 yard slant screen, this, that, or the other thing? He should be active in this game if you're concerned about Aaron Rodgers' safety.
3: I'm not. Like, who is a pass rusher that scares you? Right? Kerrigan, yeah. Scares you? And, like, the problem is, it's not the people that scare you. You wonder who scares you? The guy
2: up the middle who's not getting blocked. And that's what Green Bay does a lot of lately. Is there's somebody who's coming free, unblocked, taking shots at Aaron Rodgers. And, causing and he's holding, because
1: of that speed, he's holding on to the ball too long as well. Because no one get open, right? Yeah. So he's trying, to, he's trying to play He looks like a Bears out, so. quarterback. He does. <laughs> I, and I love it. I think Olivia Munn, I think if she doesn't get the picture now that she's dating a total loser and, and going to break up with him, then it's never going to happen.
3: Yep, you can say that again. No, <laughs> I will
1: not. Look <laughs> kind of queer.
3: <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. You, now you're trying to take my name that I always say like that, and turn it into what everybody. Was it?
1: What was? Who was it? I don't
3: remember. <laughs> I, it, it, <laughs> Did I always oh. say? I like it. I like it. It's it. has got. It's got to come. it's just got to flow naturally.
1: No. Er fine. We can we each get our own though. <laughs> Mine's Aaron Rodgers. Discount Aaron Rodgers. Discount that was that was Rocky. That was like elbow. down, we I didn't hear that one.
3: I mean I was just telling you. down, we you? If you're gonna take so, one of these receivers though, they could be an interesting sort of mid price play. Mm-hmm. The James Jones, the Randall Cobbs. But identifying which one it's gonna be between the two's been you know, I would, I, would, I, would, I would
2: lean more toward James Jones because he's the guy that's getting more of the touchdown looks. But here's the other thing I would tell you. If you're playing in DFS, and you were talking about, or you're playing in any just type of fantasy, whatever, what game has probably the best potential for the most fantasy points to be scored? This would be the one.
3: I don't know. The Packers are sort of playing this okay. slow ball type of game. You know,
1: you know the Packers are only favored by one in this yeah, I'm surprised that's that's they're even. And that, I'm surprised they're favored.
2: I think that's. I think that's a sucker's bet because I think everyone's going to be still betting on the Packers. Yeah, it's Washington's probably going to win this game by at least two touchdowns. So. What? I think. Oh so. yeah. Are you high? No, no. I'm not high. You think, this game. You're telling me about how great this Packers defense they're is. was this game. Here's the one thing you got. You got Kirk Cousins at home, right? Kirk Cousins at home is a different. That's a fallacy.
0: That's All not right. true. All right. Well, here. take
2: out take out the first four games of the season and then do that. Here's, here's what I want to say when you talk I about how vaunted about how good this Green Bay defense is. Let's let's think about who this Green Bay defense is playing. All right, yeah, you held you held uh, passing yards. You held uh, under 100 yards. Teddy Bridgewater, congratulations in the last week. Hey. hey, you had Carson Palmer and Carson Palmer beat you 38 to eight, and then it was also taken out of the game early and threw for 200 something yards on you early into a couple touchdowns. Okay, that was only two weeks ago. Kicked your ass. Uh, the weekend before that, you had uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a decent game against you. Before that, oh, Dallas Cowboys. Who the Dallas Cowboys have a quarterback? Was it Brandon Whedon at that point in time? You faced nobody. The Detroit Lions,
3: oh, yeah, Matthew Stafford was really getting it done oh, in the middle yeah, of the season. Oh, yeah, a top-ten quarterback who finished 6-2 and two down the stretch, who had one of the best offenses averaging over yeah, 35. And beat
2: and beat them in this game. Over 35 points a game?
1: Quick question. Did you guys watch that Al Jazeera Uh, Video with the whole Peyton Manning. He's
2: he's making his point for me. So two weeks before that, he also played them. So two of those games were Stafford, your top ten quarterback, did it against Green Bay in those two games. And in between that was a oh another Minnesota game. So another Vonda
3: defense. Kirk Cousins is on the same level as Matthew Stafford. Absolutely. And here's the best part. Here's the best
2: part. Broke down. Crap ass Kate Manning. Broke-ass crap down Peyton Manning when they played each other early in the season. you know what he did against them who couldn't throw for anything? He threw for 340 yards
1: against them. I'm I'm saying Green Bay is not that good of a defense. Look for Kirk Cousins to light them up. I agree with you, and I think the Packers are finally—they still get that Packers name like anything. That's just like they're win- they're winning Oscars on, uh, on on lifetime achievement or recent accolades, and they're just not that good. But hold on, no, enough, enough. yeah, yeah.
2: So, okay, you want to talk about like, no, yeah. Green Bay Packers have allowed 14 pass plays of over 40 yards or more. That's third most in the league.
3: And so, who has the least amount of long plays in the
2: league? Is it Washington? Yes. Who has the best deep threat wide receiver in the league? If healthy. And he's healthy this week. Maybe, Deshaun Jackson. Maybe. He's going to score a long touchdown in this one. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Oh, we will see. I'll bet you right now. I'll bet you right now. I'll Do, you Do
3: I get the two touchdowns that you no. guys are scoring? No, no, no. Oh. You,
0: you get,
2: you get, Deshaun Jackson is going to have a long touchdown. That's what we're talking about? No, I'm talking about they're going to win the game.
1: <laughs> Want to bet on that? Can you Who, play that calm down uh, set out, thing for you? Settle down. I'll take
2: it. I'll take it. I need it. <laughs> I need it.
3: I need it. Settle down, will ya? Settle
2: down, will
3: you? Don't stop knocking. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'll go double or nothing on the ten you owe me. From
1: for what? What is it? At the negative one?
3: Uh, double or nothing on the no. Straight up. Straight, straight, up? straight
1: okay. up. I'm betting on a long touchdown.
3: No, No. are talking about the game. Okay,
2: yes. I'm the ten you owe me from
3: Fine. the second opinion bets.
2: You got it. Okay, so that's a ten ski for so twenty that. for him or zero for me is what it comes down to.
1: I'll triple or nothing. I'm
3: on your side on this bet.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. Oh, I'm a not team. betting. I'm team. not betting anymore. The
3: thing is, remember, the Packers still have a run game, which they've been using, and they've been using two guys. They pretty much have split carries. So you, you think they're gonna let this offense that's been hot? Yeah, they're gonna try and play a slow ball type of game like they tried to play last week. The Packers aren't gonna go for a high scoring type of game. That's why this game doesn't have a gigantic over under. But hold on, but hold on. It actually, is, it's actually the second most. It's yeah, forty five. There's four games.
1: Okay, forty five okay. is right. isn't a lot of but points in terms well, of the over-unders. only one higher is one point higher. The, I the, on. the one thing I'm gonna say, and this is the only thing, it doesn't mean you're right or wrong. This is why it's gonna be Sunday's gonna be awesome. Everything you said came from the guys of that you think the Packers are going to win. So that now the Packers are going to be able to muddy it down and do whatever they want so the game is controlled by whatever the Packers want to do. Now the flip side of it is if the Packers roll with their high-powered offense, it's playing great, and actually has a pretty good running attack right now, we know that uh, the rookie, Jones, is probably out with the hip, hip point. No, he's going to play. Okay, fine, but Morris had his best game of the year last week. Hold on. If they are scoring with a Garcon, with a Crowder, with a Reed, with uh, with a uh, um, Jackson, and they start scoring, their whole slow the ball game down Packers thing is out the window. So, they can't just decide that they're going to be able to run and go slow if a high-scoring team that's been scoring a lot of points in the Washington Redskins are scoring on them. It's like fuck. Now you're back in the same thing, and Aaron Rodgers got to throw to this slow low offense that has injured offensive linemen, and it, you, you know could, what I mean. You can say that about any game, of though. course. But that, but I'm not. You are. You can. Say, you're saying that. You're saying that. Of course, but I don't. You can say
3: any team just lights it up any week, and then it's out. You know? But the reason why you think that yep. the Packers are better, this is a game flow type of thing. I think the Packers will run the ball, establish the run, and play defense. I, I Why would you let a team like Washington, who is so hot, right, who's been one of the hotter teams in the stretch on offense, who Kirk Cousins, since, you know, his, oh, yeah, you like that baby moment, you know, has thrown 20 touchdowns and three picks in the eight games since. Why would you let that offense go off? Like, you're a team now that has to run the ball and throw play-action passes. Like, you know you don't have the speed to get wide receivers open deep. Like, to win this playoff game, you have to impose your will. And for the Washington Redskins to win this playoff game, they have to impose their will. That's what everybody's doing in the playoffs is trying to impose their will.
2: And impose their will, the, the Green Bay Packers have trouble stopping the run. They've allowed over 100 rushing guards in the last six games. Uh, Washington at home Average a time of possession of thirty-four minutes and thirty-six seconds. That's pretty good. How high is that? I don't. I don't,
1: I don't know that just by it's it.
2: over the average of thirty. So at, at for home, that's the best average in the in the NFL. The second best team is Detroit at thirty-two minutes and fifty-five seconds when at home. So Green Bay, conversely, um, is as a team. <laughs> find it here. Here we go. They, on the road, average a time of possession of 29 minutes and 26 seconds. And Washington away is a 28 minutes. So it's a huge difference. The way that they're able to run the ball at home, and Green Bay on the road is averaging a time of possession at 30 minutes and 50 seconds. So what you're saying is right. When they're on the road, they look to, to slow it down, to muddy it up, and to, to slick it up. But in this situation, I like the fact that Washington being at home and the way that they play, they are going to be able to establish the run against Green Bay. We, we look at, at how Green Bay struggled against Minnesota, and were it not for a couple of, of freak plays to even stay in that game toward the end. Now, maybe they were throwing it. I don't know. But in, in at this point in time, I'm I'm still liking how Washington plays at home, how hot they are, the fact that you're going to have Yes, I, I I definitely think it's going to be Alfred Morris who becomes the main lead guy just because of the simple fact that you're in the playoffs. You'll trust your veteran. You're still going to get Matt Jones's touches, but you're not going to expose him early to having that. You know the jitters of let him settle into the game first. Let him maybe be out there and and and, and uh, you know on a third down be in a blocking situation, and take a couple hits before you give him the ball. And let him get. Uh, too crazy,
1: but I think I'm I think this is the game. best game of the weekend. Yeah, uh, and and I think the only thing, the only reason why I thought Matt Jones was out is he he obviously says, yeah, I'm playing, but the coach is like it's going to take something, it's going to take a major leap in me, looking at him. Uh, did he practice today? Uh, I'm Not sure. Uh, and anyways, he's a rookie and he's been up and down. Anyways. Um, God,
3: I I'm Alfred Morris Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I was no one was higher out of the world than this guy going into the season than me.
2: Alfred Morris, by the way, let me let me throw the big sombrero down. No 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 no
1: Four for four. He
2: is one of the many, many. have a few golden sombrero slap winners. There's there's
1: many golden sombrero more than ever.
2: There are, let me tell you, there's... No, don't
1: tell We gotta... No, I'm
2: not me, tell you who. We gotta build... No, I'm you not gotta, tell you who, okay. but one, two, three, four,
1: five.
2: This is an all-time high. All... And an all-time, all-time high. high. What is
1: That's, That's a... Four, uh, 007.
2: 007. Was
3: that Eyes
1: <laughs> Only? Or, yeah. Or yeah. Love it. Okay. Let's not talk about movies that were around, <laughs> of course, Stags. Staggs. Staggs' mom was even born.
3: How does he get a bitch slap for the
2: last four weeks? Well, I, got, I, I have to, to double-check it.
3: All right.
1: Well, then he's my, had a nice game in the last he, couple.
3: He's averaged eight fantasy points in standard leagues over the last four weeks. Part of it weeks. is this. Part of it is this. You have to
2: understand. Averaging a certain number of points is one thing. I'm looking at where did you rank amongst all the running backs in that time frame. And if you're outside of the, the only reason he's getting looked at is because he's outside of the top 20 total fantasy points scored in that four-week period. So now, then that that becomes my extra thing that I start looking at all your, your individual games. So, you got two games in there where you you you, you pounded in the in the playoffs. Okay, then you may avoid. He may avoid. I haven't done the full reason.
1: I, I the, hey, sometimes sometimes you got to sell tickets. No, but you the, other, sell the other thing is, to the, to, it's better to have five golden sombreros. I've been finding to, it's like you look at certain
2: players. I'm like, wow, well, I thought he actually would, would not be on my list. And you look at it, he just the production wasn't
3: there. The thing is, like. After a point like you dropped Alfred Morris, and then a playoff team potentially picked him up. That's and totally, yeah, right. that, <laughs> and then they got running back, you know. They don't borderline. give you those steps where they, they got, say who
2: was on the winning team. Did you draft him
3: or did you pick him up?
1: <laughs> I wonder how many people actually were playing an Alfred Morris during those moments. I
3: mean, maybe if you know, you didn't have any That's other, the other thing Matt too. Jones was out and That's it
1: He's the guy He's the guy That's the guy like Oh I remember someone told me And it ended up becoming right We were joking about it earlier It was like I I smoked this one guy And it was It was the game that Doug Baldwin Should have had a ton of games A ton of points And he goes God Should have started Doug Baldwin I'm like No you shouldn't have (laughs) You were never going to It wasn't happening I know That was like the first Of his like 40 point outbreaks I'm like Why even say that If you're going to say that Every week Your life is misery
2: Well, that's when I talk about my league that does this redraft Uh in the playoffs. Hold on, wake me up. This is the same thing where it's like people, you know, I have the conversations and he goes, well, I should just go with this guy. I'm like, well, if you're going to look at it, you should look at it based on numbers, right? If this team gives up this many yards per game over 17, 16 weeks, what are the odds that all of a sudden this week they're they're just going to reverse that trend? And if it doesn't happen your way, because you know the guy doesn't, he, he doesn't he listens to you. He goes with the numbers, and of course, the other way it works out. Oh, should have done it. Like, you're an idiot. Then, then, then you should do it, and don't ever ask me again because you don't want to know the empirical facts. And yes, are there things that are going to buck the trend one out of every ten times? Sure,
3: absolutely.
1: But yeah. Pick, looking at your bench and saying the guy that scored the most points every week should have started him over him. Uh, you're an idiot. Exactly. That was that was friggin' Nate Washington scored more than Julio Jones this week. You big dummy. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's talk. Let's go. We've done quarter. Are we are we good with Have we talked Cousins or should we go to Reed? We we'll like Cousins. Running back.
3: I. I don't even know what we talked about in this game. We, did we talked, talked about, about the, the Packers the
1: and their
2: ineffectiveness to, to, to get away. We talked about Devontae Adams. We talked about James Jones. Rogers, We talked about Richard, Richard. Rogers about Richard earlier. Well,
3: okay, we can talk about Richard Rogers more go if we want to. Richard Rogers was the top ten fucking tight end this season, like touchdown dependent one at best. But hey, at least he found the end zone and he was sort of the, we I liked like, him last well, year. God yeah, damn
2: these in this game has the two best tight ends of the weekend. Playing if you're playing DFS
1: maybe yeah oh come on Jordan I Reed like, and
3: Jordan Reed and Richard I still Ryan. like
1: an Eifert and a Rudolph more
3: so. I, I don't I like don't, Rudolph I very don't like much. Rudolph more than Rit than Rogers no really? yeah I, I just think Rogers has more of a chance to score than than Rudolph Right, I like Bobby. they're not going to be able to move the ball against Seattle <laughs> yeah. Uh... uh. I mean, Rogers. just... If they do,
1: it'll be... Well, but it'll Weather be, plays a it again. No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm not going to argue in this stuff.
3: Cold-ass cold Teddy Bridgewater. I, I don't like it. I mean, he's just had eight touchdowns, and it's sort of surprising when you look at it. But he's more of a 4-for-40 guy, and if he doesn't score, he's going to be a big miss, but... He's got a chance to score, and that's sort of all that matters against a Washington team that's pretty average. Against and he's been scoring ends. a lot
2: more as of recent, too. It's like, you look at his first half of the season. Richard Rogers.
3: Yeah, three touchdowns
2: over the last five weeks. That's what I'm talking So, that's what you need to know. When it's come down to clutch time when they've needed it, and, and they've needed their wins here at the end. He's looking to Rogers. Rogers is... And, and it, it all started with that stupid Hail Mary, right? <laughs> it really did. And then all of a sudden, now it's like... We trust you in your hands, or it's going to throw you the ball. And, and he's making plays, though. Lacey or Starks? You know, I, I'll still take um, God. Actually, I think I'll take Starks because I, I believe that they're that they are going to be behind. I believe that it's going to be the Washington win. So if, if Washington wins, then that puts them in a situation where you're going to need a more versatile running back out there who's going to be a definite threat uh, and who can block. And so I'll, I'll take
3: Starks all the way. It's just crazy to look at their numbers and look at looks, and it's like dead even down the middle. You're like, oh man, remember when Eddie Lacy was just going to dominate this you know, timeshare that never existed previously, and now James Stark's getting like 200 looks? Like, what the fuck is going on here? I think, I would
1: love to have, I would love to hire Stiff Kitties to go back and listen to all our podcasts, because... I think some of us at points knew that Eddie Lacy, Fat Eddie, was so overrated. Oh, we, we, overrated. No, we were so down. And we, we we liked what Starks is going to be able to do. I know that uh, Dogmatic was always like, he's got asthma. That was that was Dogmatic uh, <laughs> they're going to play
3: faster. He's fat
1: fat got asthma. He's got asthma. He's, he's, asthma. Fat. he's a fat ass. <laughs> and were, how fast? It all turned
2: out to be solely true. They do play faster because I can guarantee you this: like if when I'm. Uh, catching up on games where, like, there's like you know, I'm like, I'm taking a break, I had to go run out to do an errand, so I like they're they're on and I had the game paused. And I like on, on certain teams where you know when they take their time, and you have the 30 second forward button, so it's like the 40 play se- 40 second play clock starts. I hit the forward button, and boom, they're right at the line of scrimmage, and I'm getting ready for a snap every time with Green Bay or with even with Tom Brady. It's like you assholes! I hit him like ah! The play already happened because they're, ah, because they're the running speedy, The faster. thirty second
1: doesn't work with that. You can't need, use it on him. You need no. it, you, there needs to be a secondary button you can. I program, need a fifteen second uh, one. Uh, fast offense. I need a half half fast. Hey, I have got a fast offense. My drinking hat. Hey, that's one
0: of your Superman suits, ain't it? <laughs> super fly, Bubba, super fly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awesome. As I as I do my. Cam Newton, Superman, pull out God.
2: Whoa,
3: keep it in your pants <laughs> I gotta be
1: honest I'm having a hard time keeping it in my pants With Cam Newton lately That guy has just been so sweet this year Just everything he does Remember two years ago on the podcast We used to talk about his energy at the podium And just like, that dude We're not gonna go into hyperbole We're not gonna go into all this stuff But Cam Newton, he's gonna win MVP That's happening Uh I hope they can go deep into this playoffs and maybe win a champ. I just love that guy. Everything
3: about him. Lovey Smith just got fired. Did he really? Yeah. What? They actually had a decent year this year. Yeah. Wow. After two seasons, he's a veteran head coach. And he's gone. Wow. So who do they are they going after Chip Kelly? No. no, he's not a fit with Jameis. I don't think they gotta have something going. Are
2: on. they are they working a deal? Gruden with is Gruden going back or ooh that'd be fun? That'd Gruden likes Gruden
1: likes himself.
2: He so likes him Jameis Winston. Winston, yeah.
3: And I can't believe wow. you haven't brought up the fact that Calvin Johnson might he retire. might retire
2: too. Yeah, he I said he that. might
1: retire. Yeah, he remember last week what I said? This is a guy that's made like a hundred. He's made Kobe salary money. Yeah. This is not like endorsement side stuff. This guy's made, he's the number two pick overall at the highlight of, of, of contracts. This guy's made a shitload load of money. He
0: may just say it's time to.
1: Don't just give me two bottles of ripple and you won't even know I'm in here. <laughs> he's not going to do that. I think, oh God. Why not? Look, look, look,
2: he's made a ton of money, nine seasons, right, that he's played. This season was such a down year. He's like he's hardly been able to practice. It's been you get degenerative problems. He's got gnarled ass fingers because it's like all the you know things dislocated whatever you have got. Maybe he just decided. And here's the other thing: is Detroit close to being a playoff and Super Bowl contender? But that's and not. It,
1: you can force yourself into a trade.
2: Well, no, or, or go to free agency. But then the other thing is this: he's got to find the desire back. But because I think that. When you're on a losing team, a losing team, a losing team, and you get to the playoffs, and the one time you get there, you lose, it, you know,
1: your desire to continue to do it, which is, like, amazing for some other guys, right? When you look at the, you know... And they, like I said, they've been teased. They should have been those Schwarziers every year. They should have been the playoff they team. They were a playoff team. They were actually a really great team. They had pieces, and new, and then they just, they, they kind of, underwhelmed. Uh, they I hope team. he doesn't retire, team, yeah. uh, but that's wild. Lovey. I
2: can't believe that they fired Lovey. Like they They he, gotta have something. He real. seemed like he built stability
3: there, so they I don't they have to. Even Jameis said like If it wasn't for Lovey Smith, I wouldn't be the guy I am today and I'd probably be out here looking like Johnny Manziel. He didn't actually say that, but could you he just said you know, he turned me into a much better person. Like which it's is true. sweet. Like it, it is true, true because it, he was a knucklehead.
2: And what did he need more than anything else was someone to, to, to do that for him? I can't believe I can't believe that they did that. They gotta have it's gotta be Jake Gruden. Let's it's be great. honest. Going John, into next year, what have we been saying what I mean, were we, John Gruden, right. What were we
1: saying all, all I season? I need to know something and then I know something and I forget it. Well, what were we saying all Big season? Big dummy. He's terrible for fantasy football. Gruden keeps saying he doesn't want to come back to coaching, so I don't really think he's. But, you wanna know who's the highest paid guy at ESPN? Tony Dungy. No, he's on he's on NBC. NBC highest paid guy at all of ESPN by like a lot of money. Gruden. Yeah. Gruden. By how, like, like like by a lot of money. So he's he's big. On he's like got one,
2: like one point five. No, like eight.
1: No, he yeah, big like. He's making like a lot more than everyone at ESPN. Like everyone so, looks at like, wait, wait, wait.
2: If he's making like 8th, he's making more than he would be making as a coach.
1: That's so kind of the point that's here. What I'm <laughs> so, okay. He's basically like, this thing's pretty good. Monday Night Football, one time, I gotta do quarterback, uh, the whole quarterback thing for rookies. Each and he gets year, to stand girl. around and look like a goddamn Frankenstein. And he runs his own quarterback
3: Quarter- academy. Yeah, he runs
1: his own. And he gets to be, he's the Hooters fucking spokesperson. Yeah. Like, oh, guess what? good. I'm gonna good. <laughs> go and I'm gonna like, hang they, out they gotta stop putting him in the four bucks
2: can't Put him in the four button suits anymore with that with that ridiculous, weird chest and the, the face. It's like he is Frankenstein. There, it's like put a couple guy. bolts on the side of his neck. And I'm gonna sound like I just love that. Uh, no, that's this guy, this, this Gruden, guy. I love this Gruden. That Gruden, I love that Gruden. I just love any Gruden that I get on Monday
1: night. That's this, that, and the other thing. I like all <laughs> Are we got anything else to say about this game? We got we'll we still some, talk let's talk about the right. Right. Tight, ends. tight ends. Let's go tight end
3: first. Jordan Reed's probably the. No, he's the guy. He's good. Like when he's look what he did over good. his last five weeks. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: You know, uh, next year, next year for you guys, are you? He's obviously going to be a high pick next year.
3: I'll rank you, him high. I won't draft him because, because
1: the, see, he because still has here, the injury issues. He so you got, you he's two can, concussions away from being out of the league.
2: Yeah. 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 It's not good. Like, and, and the other thing is, look, we look at the, look at what we saw with the evolution of the tight end position, and
1: you know, what do you have three thousand
2: yard receiving tight ends this year?
0: Uh,
2: yeah,
1: three. Then I mean, that's the, those are that's the fifth of those all. I mean, haven't they only had like, like how many of those have happened ever? I there think it's,
2: Greg Olson they, did it again. Yeah, um,
1: but it's under ten all time. Three in four, one year. Four happened this year.
3: Four. How he many all
1: like, time? Under 10.
3: Well, I don't know. And Greg Olson Graham, done it twice before. Graham has a couple. Uh, Gronk has. I don't think he's got a couple. Gronk, had, Gronk
1: had two at least, or two Gronk's or three before. now
3: has three. Three. Graham
1: has. You, you're on the perfect site to check it out.
3: Graham. Ha- Gates has how many thousand yards? Gates has 2,000 yards seasons. Um, Greg Olson's now had. Hang on. Witten has four. One. So it's over ten. Kregels has one. Says two. two two in a row. Two. Yeah, it's it's over ten. Maybe okay. maybe maybe twenty-five total? Just just the guess? No, no. Okay, twenty. When you go
2: back before like Antonio Gates and this, you got Kellen Winslow who made Tony
1: G, had, how many you think Tony G will you, will you use Google? we'll talk about something else. How you can type that in. How many one thousand yard <laughs> tight ends? History of the NFL You'll get your answer I promise <laughs> um, Okay So the one thing I wanted to mention About the Redskins Is What's going to happen With RG3 He's going <laughs> Is he going To the Dallas Cowboys Or no. is jo- Billy Billy Manziel Going
3: uh, That'd be Billy Manziel
1: Is Billy Manziel Definitely going Do you think Anybody wants him
3: Yeah the Cowboys For free or a sixth or a sixth round pick, like.
1: You read. You read about his antics this weekend, where he's wearing a mustache. Oh, yeah. and I mean,
3: I've gone to clubs like that for much different reasons. You kind of you, your mustache. You should. If it
1: was blonde, you you would look like Johnny Football right now. Yeah. How many? Oh, I thought you were. You're not able to find this information.
3: No, it's not that quick.
1: They don't catalog them like that. <laughs> Google usually does good stuff like that. I think it's less. I think it's a lot fewer. But who, what do I? Mean, I mean, I just
3: counted like fourteen, no, and then there was Tony G. How do you think Tony Gonzalez said? three? You think it's? I don't know. Let's see. He didn't have
1: a ton. I guess I was reading the wrong stats. You big dummy! You big dummy! I liked what Houdini kind of looked like the Edge tonight. Do I? Yeah, you're, you got that you got that like do do rag kind of aesthetic going on with a nice little beard. You, you're a great guitarist. What about? I'm thinking you? about giving your face alteration, and you pick it up Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming close to closing this out. Two hours and a half into it, um, nobody could be more psyched about a, a, a fantasy football uh, season coming to a close. And the NFL playoffs, and, and just we all love football. You guys all, if you're listening to the show right now, you love football. Uh, we do this year round. We're fired up for that. Help us out. Give us a review on iTunes. Uh, sign up for Pyro Pro. If you sign up now, you get it for uh, one year. It's not the season. So if you buy it today, you'll get it to the sixth of you buy January You buy it today, year.
2: you're covered through your, your entire season next year, you're done. You do it Weird now enough. and you are covered we will take you to your championship next year and be talking to you right up here to the end in, in, uh, in postseason before the playoffs begin in the actual NFL.
1: Absolutely during these playoffs we'll be doing uh, our player rankings. We obviously we don't we won't be doing pickups. Uh, we'll be doing a weekly matchups. So all four of these games in this wild card round we will have a piece for each four of these. Talking about the players, talking about the games. And that will be on Pyro Free. And... Check that stuff out. We'll be doing our DFS piece on a weekly basis. Houdini, as he said, is going to have his bitch slap out. Houdini's also working with OC on that whole running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver kind of uh, dynamic and how that plays. You've done it for, I think, two two years in a row on where it stands in that mold on I've the been, first it's few been, rounds.
2: It's been uh, since I was about three years
1: ago on three the podcast, years. I was staunch about you need to go running
2: back, running back. And so that in all of my draft kit manifestos, draft strategy, I've examined that and reevaluated that year after year, and just recompiled data and added it on. And, and it's just it's it's remarkable when you look at just how much things change within a three-year period. And I, I'm telling you, those people who are in league still, where well, there were ten in a ten-team team uh, league, eight running backs drafted in the first ten picks or seven you're even six while you're missing the boat because there should
1: probably only be about 3 before you start moving to the other positions. And the importance of doing that every year is the fact that the 2017 drafts, we could find Gurley and eight early top tier running backs all dominate this year and then the dynamic changes and the landscape changes for that year. So, um Awesome, awesome stuff. I mean, I think you see that it is, a, it is a passing league, but I do adhere to Stag Party's approach. No, to no, the but your your
2: point that you made right there too, because it's always about, and it goes back to another thing that Stag Party said: draft the best talent yeah, available. I think that's it. And if you get the situation where you have these girlies and these other guys now that are replacing these other players, because remember too, at the quarterback position where you've had all those dominance, this is why it's been so great. In a season to see what you've gotten out of Cam Newton, what you've gotten out of Russell Wilson, what you've gotten out of these younger guys, where you've seen the fall of Tom Brady toward the end of the season, the fall of Peyton Manning, we're seeing Drew Brees start to falter. You know, these no are the guys. What, that are, right? Luck
1: was going to play every game no matter what, and he's been out for the last seven weeks. One question I've got for you before you go on to what you're going to can, say. Can just I just, hold on, hold I on, spent no. so
3: much time doing this okay. research. Yeah, yeah. through two thousand and nine. There were twenty-six seasons of one thousand receiving yards through tight ends, by tight ends. 26, 26 six separate seasons through nine, to, through the year two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine.
1: So that's one. So that's twenty-six players have done it. No, Three, not twenty-six
3: six. players. Twenty-six times it has happened.
2: So twenty-six times, and that's since nineteen. Okay, 40, I'm wrong. Thirty, whatever, and through two thousand and nine.
3: So, so, so that's been twenty-six. 26. a lot more. Lately. How many? So, since then, probably, well, right I, right. I don't have the now, number. I got,
1: that's oh, fine. That's fine. But, but it jumped it
2: astronomically. Yeah. It's
1: not under 10. It's like everything. It's
2: like, when we look at, again, when we talk about all the 1,000-yard receivers, when the fact is, I can tell you that there were 22,000-yard wide receivers this year. 22! That's ridiculous. And there were only, you know, at, what was it, 16 uh, running backs that were combined yards at over 1,000 yards?
1: Yeah. That's staggering. Here's that's the question I got for staggering. you. Under, sta- under the pretense of stag parties, which I completely agree, and that's the model: take the best player available. You've got the first pick in the draft, no keeper, no situation. I don't care whether we're talking PPR or standard. You've got the number one pick. Who's the best player in the league? Who are you taking? Le'Veon Bell. Okay, who are you taking? I would still probably take
2: Le'Veon Bell because that running back is still again. I'm Never. going, I'm going,
1: I'm going, I'm going uh, Antonio. Okay, but you know what? You'll be a sa- you'll be safer. No, I'm going Julio just because he's my favorite player. You could be safer but I'll there too. But I will wishing that I had taken Julio. Here's the difference. I mean uh, Antonio. Because <laughs> The odds will
2: tell you, players. and I'll tell you this, the odds will tell you you'll be safer. But the potential of what you get of having that number one running back, because again, the number one wide receiver as far as compared comparatively in points, and then this year may have been the closest ever, um, is... It's crazy, but it's still, it's staggeringly toward that running back. Like, and what
3: do you think
1: Oh, The only reason why I don't like Le'Veon is because he's so injury prone. But on that offense, I love that offense. No, he's had, he's had, he's, no, he was injured in college. He was a little banged up. He was a little banged horse. up in his, in his rookie year. He missed a couple games, yeah, got injured. And, well, I had him this year. And I got him in the eighth And so I he, waited. He j- yeah. And he'd get get that injury, and like, fuck's sake. Hey, and I, he wasn't amazing when he was in there. He was well, great, but he wasn't amazing. Before you give
2: your stand,
1: let's just relax with a Antonio Bryant's amazing. Oh, there is. You're a monkey-faced, fat-bottom gorilla. Hey. You so, got gorilla-sickles?
3: Basically. No, no. Here's the Uncle, thing. Uncle sickles. Like, Uncle sickles What's the absolute best season wide receiver in today's day and age you think they can have? Like, So, you think Antonio or somebody could theoretically score, you know, eighteen thousand yards. Receiving. Eighteen thousand yards? I would love to <laughs> no. see eighteen thousand yards. Excuse me. Eighteen hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns. Never been done before. Unparalleled type of season. Yep. Yeah. Like
2: that's a like running a, back can
3: still crush that. Yeah, a running back can still crush
2: that. If a running back f- gets the the love that look running backs have the ability when you're at the one yard line, if you have that running back Lee Evan Smith who got the, you know, what was his when he broke the record?
1: Was it 22 touchdowns or whatever at the time? Can we do this? You can't get a wide receiver to screw you 22 touchdowns. Can we do this? Let's try it in the offseason in the next couple months. Come up with some models on what ifs and projections on how different draft orders and constructions of teams and models for teams could work out. There's no question. I love, I love, I love a Le'Veon Bell. I always love an AP. I've drafted AP number one overall. But here's the difference between Five Le'Veon Bell of the and AP. Let me give you a four different Four times time. in my life.
2: AP has been... Mm-hmm. this. But year. AP was the old-school ridiculousness. What Le'Veon brings to the table, and especially now where most people are in PPR leagues, he is the true dual threat back. Adrian Peterson has never been a guy that was going to give you 50, 60 catches. Le'Veon Bell can give you a game where he may only give you 40 yards rushing, but he gives you 110 receiving.
1: I hear you.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like He can give you 60 catches. He's going to give you, like, half. Half and half. Like, it, no, not even half. Half of what the top receiver yeah. could give you. Like, so he might not give you the same yardage, but he, you know, Antonio Brown had what, 123 catches? 126 catches. Uh, he can give you half of that.
1: And then he's still gonna give you the rushes. How many catches did he have last year when he had? Eighty-two? Uh last, last year he had eighty-three.
3: Eighty-three. And this year through that six games, he had twenty-four. So he was averaging four a game. So he was down. But at the same time,
2: he was also rushing for a lot more yards than he was last year, too, because he was doing so much more damage as a receiver last year. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, in, in this day and age, too, you, you want to be on that high-powered offense, and the guy like Le'Veon Bell is insane because he... Antonio's going to bring him down, and then Bell's going to steal a touchdown. Well, that's the whole thing, right, <laughs> because of Michael Irvin, how Evan Smith did everything he did. Michael Irvin, I, I'll tell you, I cannot tell you how many times I had him on it on, for one year. Had to be at least twice a game at least that he got a ball inside the 5 yard line on a catch and then
1: why he only ended up with like 7 touchdowns on the year and Aaron Smith has 22. No doubt. Uh, Let's quickly talk about the wide receivers on the Redskins and then close this part. Uh, I I love Deshaun Jackson. Apparently
3: Deshaun Jackson is going to score a long touchdown. He will. What about Pierre Garçon? 5 for 50? Mm. He's going to get plenty
2: of targets too the way that he's been playing lately. I think that look I think Jordan Reed is the <laughs> is the go to like guy. If I want if I want to look at a guy that I want most, uh, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, I'll take Jordan Reed just because of the ability and, and the separation that he has at that position at tight end over the other guys that are playing this week. When I look at the wide receivers, if I am in the league that rewards for that long touchdown, I love Deshaun Jackson because of the build ability that he has and the thirteen or fourteen I am sorry fourteen plays of over forty yards or more that Green Bay has allowed through the passing game. That's huge. That's 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 a lot. It's one per game and allowing a deep shot downfield. Do I think it's going to be more Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson? Hell yeah, I'm more so. Sure it's going to be Deshaun Jackson. So I, I just I think that you, I like where you're going, with Jamison Crowder, too. Because if I'm in a PPR type of a situation, I'm not concerning myself with a touchdown. And I think that when you're looking at Pierre and at uh, Jamison, you can't count on the touchdown and the one that. Pierre got that long touchdown pass with the, with the, the faux Olay defense that was going on at the <laughs> end there. That was that was a, a gift and a half for him, and that was a, a lot of fantasy points that he didn't necessarily deserve. Crowder, I think, in this type of a game. If we're you were red, talking about
1: A.J. Green right there and I was Stags, I'd get mad at you.
2: That's okay.
1: <laughs>
2: but I look at James Crowder in this game, I think it's going to be more of, you know, they're going to have to, it's going to be up and down the field, and defenses will tighten more as they get inside the red zone. So I think that that allows for Crowder to, to be a, a very active guy. You know kind of be in like that uh, uh, a souped up Bobby Ingram. You know, in, in a playoff type matchup where you're looking for, you're not going to look for him all the time, but when you're looking for a crucial third down type conversion, I can see him getting him four or five catches on the game. But I just don't see. DFS he could be a great
1: dart throw, right? This it, it, well,
2: I just no. don't see the
3: touchdown. I don't, yeah, touchdowns like I, you know, you need the
2: touchdown in, in DFS. You want that guy? He it, gets
1: opportunities in the red zone. No,
2: but I think he got two scores there. on the season, 16 and, games. And and you got Jordan, and he had one call back, so he could have had three, well, but still. I'll take... He's going Jordan Reed in those situations. He's going Pierre right, right. Garçon and that's where Pierre has the advantage over him. If they're at the five-yard line and you're... But they just don't throw him fade routes in the end well, zone they, either. They, so. they
3: have in the last couple weeks. He's got three touchdowns in the last three weeks. Uh, the and one, one that we, knows, the faded.
2: One we know was a joke, so... Right.
3: They, I think they've thrown two fades for touchdowns. So, which surprises the fuck out of me. <laughs> and again, and they're at home. So I, I, I
2: just like... I think that uh, I think that you gotta. You if gotta they're like,
3: gonna win, I think they have to feed Jordan Reed. I don't think these receivers are the way to go. No, you're I gonna mean, run the you're ball take inside. Some deep you're shots. gonna
2: run the ball inside. You're gonna you're gonna play control. You're gonna take a couple of deep shots. That's why I like Deshaun, Jordan Reed, and I'll still take Alfred Morris
3: because I think they're just gonna pound the veteran and just try to look. I, I just think they give they give too many carries to other people. I know like, they do. E- even with Alfred Morris, like. Do you, like, realistically, everything goes great for Washington Redskins this week. That they, they win the game by, you know, two touchdowns. I still don't see Alfred Morris with more than 17 carries. That would be great if he got 17 carries. I don't
2: even think he's going to get that. I, I know. my, my That's point why is, I said my everything point, went great. My point, point is this. <laughs> my point is this. That if you don't have D'Angelo Williams playing, then you don't have a viable threat running the ball for Pittsburgh against Cincinnati. You look at Cincinnati's running backs against Pittsburgh, I don't like what they're going to do in that game. So I'm making my case. This is my case for Alfred Morris. Um, You look at Seattle, I like Marshawn Lynch a lot going up against Minnesota. I don't like Adrian Peterson, especially with the price value that he's going to come at, going against Seattle's defense. You go with Eddie Lacy, I don't like what Eddie is bringing to the table. We talked about I like James Starks better of those two guys. But again, it's a timeshare situation, so you're you're not going to get a, a solid play there either. Um, uh, Kansas, uh, Kansas City, and um, Houston. Yes. I don't like Alpha Blue at all, at all. No matter what way you want to pick them, slice them, cut them, whatever. Don't like it. <laughs> and Charkandrick West, I like, you know, probably better. But again, Houston's been a, a tough defense against the run, and, and Spencer wears the goddamn vulture. So if you're looking at What's a safer play with a guy that Matt Jones is not at 100 percent and a team that's finally in the playoffs and that they need to count on something and at least a guy that has proven that he can he can he's not going to give you the big runs, but he can give you four yards or whatever I'll take Alfred Morris against a, a defense that I I think is it is a cheese defense but I think it's a Swiss cheese defense
1: and another this is another contract guy playing for his next uh, his next team
3: if you or his had, next Nissan if you had yeah. to pick Bentley. if you had to pick the backfield. So you get both guys, you get the timeshares, I pick Washington last. Well, I don't pick
2: Washington last.
3: I mean, I don't I'd pick much rather. rather have Spencer Ware and Sharkandrick West. I'd much rather have Eddie Lacy, and and I'm assuming is healthy, by the way. So, a healthy D'Angelo. I'd rather have AP well, you're, not gonna
2: get, you're not going to get a 100% healthy
1: D'Angelo anyway, well,
2: but... I understand. I'm still what, still I understand, at, understand, you, understand what you're saying, but you know what? That's not how fantasy's
1: played. Well, you you, and you, you, you would you want the Texans over. I would. Guys. You would. Uh, you would yeah. Alfred
3: Blue and Chris right. Polk. Yeah, Alfred Blue's been on fire as of late. He has had some nice games. Yeah, okay. Okay.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's 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 what I'll say on that. I got nothing to say. Jeez. I want the Redskins to win, and the great thing is, is those games are going to be happening uh, early, because they do afternoon, and evening games on the Saturday for the AFC ones. But we're going to be together here for that Camp David that I mentioned earlier in the show. So we'll be able to watch that uh, Seahawks-Vikings-Packers-Redskins game while we're meeting and greeting. Wow.
0: You'll be in a lot of trouble. We got a lot of friends in Washington, D.C. I'm missing a person.
1: Don't no, speak English. Trying to get through them all. <laughs> Anything else to say, guys? Um yeah. Chip Kelly. Me alone. Chip Kelly fired. Well, who Lovey Smith, Lovie fired. Lovey Smith fired. Chuck Peggy. Pagano
3: retained.
2: Oh my god.
3: That's crazy. P- with Grigson.
2: Oh my god. Yeah,
3: Grigson can go. Uh, Pagano. I think he's a good coach. I think
1: Pagano's P- alright. I, I don't understand why they kept Grigson. Uh patine out. Uh, goodbye, goodbye.
3: Hiring Ooh. a guy from baseball. Yeah, hiring a
1: baseball. Be... The Mets guy is now going to be Jerry Krause in the NFL now? Who? Sort of. Jerry Krause?
3: Sort of. Maybe. I mean, he played... Jo- or Jonah Hill played him in moneyball. Thomas Sula out. I could have bet you anything
2: in the world. That would happen. You know what's great? Course. Here, if you're in Chicago, you want to get your San Francisco love, I was just listening as I was coming over. Boris and Bernstein is efforting to get... Tom Sula to be a regular on their on their program as like a consultant, uh, like uh, uh, through the to talk about the football playoffs when they're going. They, I and, love it. And they're trying to get him out for dinner and everything because they've been making fun of Tom Sula like there's no no tomorrow. He's he's
1: one of those guys. He's one of those football guys, yeah. which means you're an idiot. potato idiot. You're an idiot. And, and
3: I best- walk into a door, walk into a press conference, bleeding profusely, and continue to do a press conference. I walked
0: into a door. You big
1: dummy. <laughs> well, I mean, one thing I love that I heard is that, uh, and who knows, this is all stupid stuff, but uh, Harbaugh's Twitter account subtweeted oh. uh, subtweeted the, the, the firing of, uh, Tom, of Sula. Tom Sula. You retouch yourself. He just like, <laughs> oh, this guy's going to be Beer be guy, I'm sure. All right, good stuff. I, as usual, the NFL is nutty, and... Um, This is where it really counts. I like the fact that I don't... Just so you guys know, I don't put... I'll do basically zero fantasy other than for our site. But personally... I don't think I'm going to do DFS. I don't think I'm going to be doing too much of this stuff. I like, for the playoffs and the Super Bowl, I like it being football. I don't. I like regulars. Well, we know, not We don't need to hear about your league. But no. The last thing I'm going to say about DFS, and this is something I know Stag and I read today, and I want you to read, is, a, is an article I posted. I'm going to put it up on Pyromaniac. just as a wild card that links out to this news uh, New York Times article, but Whoa. The article I read today about DFS and the way that it's basically the same thing as poker sites used to be, and how what do they call them? Bum raiders. Bum hunters. Bum hunters. Mm-hmm. The way that there are experts that are have scripts and technology owning you and beating you and joining is your competition. A, is this is like the
2: head-to-head leagues. Are like the every are, are you, are you one of them. You set up them. a public league or whatever. It's all of them.
1: Yeah. It's literally all of them. What well, just surprised In that, that million-dollar league, it's like the people that win it are experts, have scripts they can write in. They're no football. They're ex-poker kind of mindsets, and they submit a hundred lineups. That's what it is. No, no, you're not and kidding. Because you not. You're if, if you kind of know what you're doing, and you watch the commercial, basically the article saying well, the commercials like, "Hey, you're a regular guy. Come in. You can win a ton of money." Couldn't be farther than the tr- from the truth. No,
2: you're not you're not kidding because I, as an expert in this as well. Like I'm in like the leagues where I'm I'm doing like I do tournaments. I'll do like I wanna which is why I like saying to play DFS in this one in this these weeks because you limit the number of games. Where I've had the most success is where I'm playing on four oh five games only. Alright? So that means sometimes it's two games, sometimes it's what I bitch yeah. about. Lord hallelujah, there's four games I get to choose from, or I can add in the, the afternoon games plus the uh, Sunday night game, leave out the Monday, or I can add in the Monday. Yeah, very good. And I like to have the limited thing, because you know what, as an expert, I know, there's only these many matchups, this guy or this guy, it's this guy or this guy, and it's like, and when I hit, and I make and I make my money, that's where I'm winning these on, but what I also find is like you're talking about these algorithm assholes, they're in there, because like there's one where I'm like, oh, look at the winners. Where you can win twenty five hundred for the first, fifteen hundred for second. He's got the first. He's got six of the first seven entries are all his, and they're different entries. And
1: it's like that's bullshit. Now you know, and that's where it's. You know, and that's now. why people, the community. And read the article. We'll post yeah. it. But the community's saying, "Hey, why you can't allow this? This is like you know, it's like Ticketmaster and having scalpers being right. able one to get entry, out. one they,
2: entry per no, thing. Right. They're
1: basically saying they're like, well, why should the experience? They're the heavy users. You know, this is the person real genius. Making the most it's Laszlo.
2: I calculated that I would win thirty six point two percent of the sweepstakes profits. I actually won 41.1. What's Laszlo? <laughs> Real Genius the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with uh, Val Kilmer.
1: Val Kilmer. 1985. Right. You, got anything, you got anything else to say in this New Year's stag party? Nope. Party hardy? Stag party. Nope. Covey's going to Sloan Park. Um, Houdini, good to have you back, buddy. Happy New Year. Hope you had a good holidays. Figuring out the whole wedding action. I did call you Bridezilla once on the show while you were gone. I didn't if you. Listen hear to you. It. you heard it or didn't uh, I heard it Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that you knew it Just so I wasn't doing it behind your back The uh, Long and short of it guys We love you This is episode 18 We'll be doing a show every week Through the Super Bowl Maybe we will take one week off after the Super Bowl But we'll be doing this year round I, I did a post I, I counted it up Last year, 2015 Between the Pyro Podcast Heavy This show right here uh, with me, Houdini, Stag Party, uh, Dogmatica, usually myself, and the Pyro Podcast Light, which we introduced last year, which is Pyromaniac Mo, sometimes spearheading, sometimes it's Pyro, it's uh, Stag Party, sometimes I'm on there, we're all kind of, a, ro- uh, a, mo- uh, a rotating uh, crew of people on it. Between those two, we did 77 Pyro Podcasts in 2015. Nice work, fellas. An that's an
3: average time of... Two point three hours. He was like, "There's (laughs) no way. How are we ever gonna go to three hours? This and that." We didn't even talk about the disappointments with each and every game except the first one.
1: (laughs) So here's this also for for and we didn't do the bets. Have you thought about getting married again? No. No. We'll talk. We'll talk to you in two years. Oh. All right, guys. Don't stop. I'm I'm
0: getting excited.
1: We love you. Houdini got his, uh, Houdini's breaking into 2016 with a lot of sound soundbites but he's not a big dummy. Uh, we love you guys. Good luck to your teams if they're still in the playoffs. If you're doing DFS whatever it is, have a happy and prosperous 2016 and again, I'll reiterate it. It's a year-round thing to win championships. We're here year-round. Be here with us and we'll see you in a year from now. You'll be riding high with the championship. Out! Pyromaniac Pyro Podcast Phoenix Football Fire Thanks for listening
0: Moose, adios, chow, so long, get your hat jacked.